That's not conspiracy theory. That's just on their website. The world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow. 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 There's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gonz as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. You're listening to Canary Cry News Talk today is December 27th, 2020, and this is episode 200 and, oh, I don't have it right in front of me, 281, and today, Weeping and Nashville Beneath. And you know me, I'm your Merry Christmas Boy, and your best buddy, Basil. All right, Mr. Pagan Boy. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm the New Year's Baby. Wow. My name is Gans. Welcome to the podcast where we praise Jesus while reporting the egregious with a well-rounded, biblically grounded take on world events. And you took so long that our bed music ran out when I started talking. I well, I don't know what it was. <laughs> I ran. I was going over to our document where I read all of the fine details here at the beginning of the show, and the document was closed. So I was having to slow down so my internet could uh, get me what I needed. But we made it. We're here. We're it's here. the end of the year. This is our relaxed, cool vibes show. Is it? No, no, it's, it's like pretty wild. Craziest <laughs> stuff happening out there, uh, including some some sad news. Um, yeah. What did you want to start? Well, let me just say this at the beginning here, and then we'll get into some a whole bunch of stuff, uh, some housekeeping yes. things. Um, this is our uh, 281st show of Canary Cry News uh-huh. Talk, which is quite a bit. We've been doing this for a while, and I calculated, did some math. And obviously, we hadn't been doing it in this format the whole time. We started doing that in March, where we you know started talking more often and you know more more yeah more times three a times week. a week for about for two hours right, over, two, over hours. two hours. So when we started the year 2020, we were on episode 171. We're on episode 281 now. So this mm-hmm. is our 100 and 110th episode of the year, which no, is wow good amount uh which Man, is impressive uh, and, and I, I looked back and i was looking at uh about 15 stories that we cover per episode average so a lot of times we cover more than 15 sometimes we go more than 20 um, sure. but all in all at, at an average of 15 stories that's about 1615 stories that we've covered on canary cry news talk in 2020 oh my oh my god that's a lot of stories and uh Again, this is being conservative here. About 250 hours of of content. So yeah, that does feel a little conservative, but it, it that's is still a lot for still one lot. year. Still a lot for wow. one year. Yeah. Um, and so it's interesting how before people were complaining like, "Oh, you don't do it enough," and now we're <laughs> now we're seeing the complaints. Ah, oh, who could listen to a two hour podcast? <laughs> Three times a week, so you can't win. But yeah. that's well, uh, as a little for a little history lesson for those who just found the show this year. Uh, we've been doing this particular show since 2016, I think early 2016, and um, we used to just do a half hour once a week. It was we literally just started it as a practice in 
consistency consistency and man we uh we got the practice and then 2020 really amped it up to its current form which i'm very happy about you know i'm i'm really enjoying uh doing this show so often and obviously there's a lot of good reasons to do it but i suppose uh for the last show of the year here i should just make known how grateful i am that uh, we're able to pull this off and uh, for people, you know, we can be consistent. That's one thing. But for uh, a huge group of be- people to consistently tune in either live or catch it uh, afterwards uh, is pretty. It's quite a good blessing and could not have done it without you, Gons. Oh, thanks, Basil. That's like you the first betcha. compliment I've gotten from you in years. Once a year, once, once, once a year, a year. Oh, I've got awesome. a calendar on my wall. That is the compliment Gons calendar. A, <laughs> it has all the years you can cross off 2020 now. And then now I yes. got to wait another year. Yes. For- right. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want you to get, uh, don't want you to get soft. Okay. Well, uh, maybe you should do it more often because, uh, Uh-oh. some pretty sad news about, Oh yeah. Jeff C passing away. And, um, you know, he's one of these guys I, I hadn't really connected with, uh, personally, but I knew he was out there. I'd I'd watched his stuff for years and, Mm -hmm. um, he was always a little mysterious to me. Like he never showed, he was, he's like you, Basil. He doesn't like, he, he, he he respects his privacy. And so he didn't, I, I didn't know much about him as a, you know, other than the stuff that he put online and he was one of these guys, he was getting censored. like years ago you know he'd go on these rants and uh his channel would get banned and um he had a good handful of channels that were taken down over the years um but yeah just uh heard about it from uh really graceful's tweet uh posting a screenshot of what happened we don't know exactly what happened but um allegedly he uh was complaining about some migraine headaches on the last live stream that he did and he uh, missed the one he was scheduled for and um uh yeah so and then he i guess a friend came over to his house to check on him and uh they discovered he had passed so oh my gosh know, really really a bummer um but you know hopefully he's home with the lord and uh this is what we'll do for him well done done good and faithful servant Hopefully that's what he's hearing. And you know, the it's tough. It's tough when people pass in our space. Cause it's not a big space of right. content creators <laughs> yeah. doing like truth right. type stuff and are honest about what's going on out there. So yeah, when you lose one, it's, it's a bummer, especially someone like Jeff who was so passionate about mm-hmm. the truth and, and really getting it out there, not really caring what anyone thought. So, you know, there's a, there's only a few of those out there and um, yeah. Farewell, buddy, but, you know, we'll see him again. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of contact with uh, Jeff, but I w- it always made me happy because he kind of picked up on uh, using the word whack gene. He did. He did. Yeah. He was one of the guys that, that used like, the oh whack gene. Oh, my gosh. Finally, somebody's, somebody's picking it up with I us. I know. Yeah. That was one of the, the cool things uh, recently, too. I think he made a video that used whack gene in the title, so. Definitely yeah. taken up the suggestion there. Um, but there you go. I uh, just wanted to make that announcement. I know it's, it's a bummer, but uh, 
you know, we, we gotta, we gotta keep moving forward, keep pressing forward. He's got a, a good you know amount of work that he left behind that I think people can dig into and check out and, and uh, get to know Jeff, even though he's gone. So that's the one thing that's weird. You know, it, it makes me think about my own mortality, you know, not to get too philosophical here, uh, sure. but that's been happening a lot recently to me. I mean, it's just, just, I think just having a second uh, or third, well, third child, but second baby. Um, yeah. You just start thinking about stuff a little differently. You know, like, ah, oh, my, is my kid going to like go back on YouTube and watch these and and like, you know, like my dad was insane, you know, <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. It's gonna be a weird. It's gonna be weird uh, when your kids and someday my kids uh, grow up with a, oh my gosh, a wealth of crazy content existing on the internet. <laughs> yeah. They will uh, learn a lot about us. I maybe know more than. I know we're just journaling our, our insanity online here or sanity. I would say maybe it's our sanity. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, I think it's sanity. Oh, these guys, by the time your kids are, uh, uh, watching YouTube, you know, we'll be past the apocalypse and they'll be going back in your content. Like, man, dad knew it all along. <laughs> That's true. And it'll yeah. be, it'll be one of those things where they'll just, you know, uh, they'll they'll have some technology, and I'll 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 make sure they don't get any implantables. But maybe there's some mm. kind of speed reading thing that they can do, where they they consume the content much faster than sitting through hours <laughs> of our videos. But uh, yeah, not Neuralink. Right no, in. no Neuralink for my kids, or at least uh, that's the plan. Well, speaking of you and your kids, yes, uh, I finished for you. Oh, for me, watching. Okay. Yes, wow. for you. My gift Twice. to you. <laughs> Was uh, I finished watching The Mandalorian? Oh, okay. And uh, that was great. I'm I'm amazed how I avoided the spoilers yeah. of the end there, and I won't spoil it for anybody else. I think we're still within the time where we shouldn't be spoiling that. Um, but did not expect that. Really? You know, I you said that you were uh, you know made you cry. Everybody else was very. Uh, <laughs> Um, you know, uh, impacted by the end. Well, the, and I kind of, me, I, I made some assumptions yeah. of like, oh, okay. So people are sad. So, you know, I'll just assume one thing. I'm not even, see, I'm super good at not giving spoilers. Mm -hmm. I'm not even saying what my assumption was. So I'll let other people keep those assumptions. Sure. Uh, and just complete surprise. Did not see that coming. Yeah. Now here's the thing. Watching the past uh, few episodes of the Mandalorian, I had a realization gone. Uh oh. Yeah. All right. So Mandalorian in one of the episodes, uh, one of the episodes had a big theme of sort of giving a backstory uh, about the fact that he doesn't show his face, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. He meets meets some other Mandalorians and we learn that uh, the Mandalorian Mando is uh, a religious zealot, or at least that is the the uh, perception from some other Mandalorians. Right. 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 And I, the, the second like that factions, happened, almost, right. Yeah. It was like a sect or something. And it kind of reminded me of like, well, uh, just to make the comparison, Christianity, yeah. you know, you got your normal Christians and then you got your crazy Christians that don't show their face <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> just a little bit of a coincidence. That's true. And, and, you know, people look at you and be like, oh, you're one of those. 
you're one of those, those. you don't show your face. And it really triggers people, kind of like the Mandalorian. Um, But then there's the fact that uh, you learned this last episode, that the Mandalorian hates droids. (laughs) Well, well, no, you knew that before. That's a, that's well, a consistent the first, theme. It was in the first season, right? So I'm building a picture okay. here. So doesn't show his face, has a complicated relationship with robots, because uh, th- part of his arc, which is really funny, it's kind of like a C line on his arc, is he, he sort of goes through a journey of uh, developing thoughts about droids and robots. Yeah. By the end, he, he learns that some robots are okay. Some of them. The ones that are yes. deprogrammed. <laughs> yes so that sounded familiar to me yeah and then lastly you know just having the little baby just, just keeping keeping an eye raising this little apocalypse baby uh sounded pretty familiar i think the mandalorian uh disney wrote a story about uh us but combined us into one character we are the mandalorian guns this is the way <laughs> this is the way so there you go liked it very much and that uh, th- these these things just dawned on me over <laughs> watching this you know, last episode that's like, funny. oh my gosh we are the mandalorian that's funny you mentioned that because very similar thoughts were rattling around in my head but i, I couldn't really talk to you about it because you hadn't watched it and you hadn't really i know and the other I the know. other part of it too that was interesting and i, I will i will say this the part that made me tear up a little bit was not because of the surprise so much as the sort of the farewell. I'll leave it at that. You know, I don't want to spoil yes, it. It's a great farewell. Yeah, I know so, it's so easy to spoil and uh, I don't want anybody to, I don't even, not that I want to give them what the answer is or not give them what the actual answer is. I don't want to disillusion them of their incorrect assumptions. Right. I want them to stay there because it makes it much better. All right. One other thing to, that I wanted to talk about before we get into the real stuff was uh, I uh, saw Wonder Woman 84. WW84. WW84. It's just kind of a tr- Christmas tradition, you know. I was just trying to. <laughs> Your Christmas uh, tradition is. Well, going to the movies. Uh, you know, okay. a lot of people have that. You know, like, what do you do? You got family. You got. Like, yeah, you're okay. stuck with each other for a few days. Going to the movies has always been a, a Christmas tradition, which is great because Star Wars, all the new Star Wars movies usually come out around Christmas. Um, which is a great family fun time. But this time there was no Star Wars, there's nothing. So there was Wonder Woman 84 and Gons, I do not have enough time in the day to explain exactly why this was and look, this is gonna sound like I'm being hyperbolic or I'm exaggerating or or trying to be funny. I'm not doing any of those things. Okay. The real honest assessment is Wonder Woman 84 is literally the worst movie (laughs) since definitely since cats i would rather watch cats than and we all remember how much of a disaster cats was last year this was the worst movie in the world and i'm just gonna rattle on for a second i'm i can't go into it there's not enough time in the show okay um it was in the same category of awfulness and possibly more awful than uh, Point Break. Point Break is not awful. That is a horrible Bro, comparison. 
It's not a good movie, but it's not like... Okay. No, 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 no. Because no. with Point Break, here's the thing. Okay. It's just madness. It's just sure. complete yeah, madness. Like, the, nothing makes sense. No yeah. choices make sense. The lines are awful. It's corny. It goes crazy places. They're surfing and then suddenly jumping out of a, a plane in the desert How for no you? reason. For no reason they do this, okay? You? Point Break was a better movie than than Wonder Woman 84. Okay, and, okay good. Uh, I don't, that's what I'm saying. Point Break was better than Wonder <laughs> Woman 84. In fact, fun little fact, it was so bad, uh, I noticed that uh, DC didn't even put their name on it. Really? There's no DC nameplates. DC is not mentioned anywhere. So two possibilities. It just turned out so bad they didn't put their name on it. Or uh, more likely, they just licensed out Wonder Woman and just let these random companies make a Wonder Woman movie. And it was awful. Um, That's it. Just for every reason. Just every reason a movie could be bad, it was bad. And, of course, it had some uh, interesting sort of Zionist... uh, It it was like an MK Ultra uh, feminist slash Zionist mind control movie. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) The people I was was talking to... And it's not good either? Like, it... It's usually no, when there's like Hollywood propaganda and, and, you know, Zionist type of stuff or no. woke stuff, they try to make the, the film experience bearable. You they know? spent the money on the graphics. The graphics were good, okay. but that's kind of standard nowadays. Yeah. You don't get points for having good graphics. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And so they had the standard, you know, good quality Hollywood graphics, but that was it. There's no redeeming value of this movie besides uh, just being a part of the cultural uh, group of people who know it was an awful movie. It's worth watching just to know how bad it is. I was with uh, one of the people I saw it with. Not, I mean, they are aware of the sort of fringy conspiracy stuff, um, but they're not enthusiasts by any means. And uh, (laughs) they were, I, I made a mention, I was like, I don't even think that was meant to be a movie that felt more like an MK ultra mind control experience. And they're like, yeah, it just seemed like the whole point was to put the right colors and shapes and sounds in the right order to mind control us. And that's exactly what it is. So, uh, I don't know. I don't, oh my gosh, I could go into it. I'm not going to, cause that's not what this podcast well, there's is a, about. There was a headline that I saw on meow.com. And the headline was Wonder Woman 1984 slammed for non-consensual sex scene. (laughs) Fans fume. He's a meat puppet. You sent me this and I'm going to give this spoiler because it's pointless and I don't care. (laughs) Spoilers Um, for this movie don't seem. uh, Doesn't matter. Actually, it will help you understand it because it took me the entire movie to understand what was happening. And that was uh, there's sort of a body snatcher situation Uh, where somebody gets brought back to life, but in somebody else's body for no reason with no explanation at all. Uh, And so, yeah, Wonder Woman's like husband is brought back to life, but in another man's body. And this is just a dumb article. There was a like a 30 (laughs) second scene where they were laying in bed together and people are mad because like, okay, Wonder Woman's husband was in somebody else's body, which means that that possessed man 
was not consenting to being in bed with Gal Gadot. Soup's woke. That's like a soup's (laughs) woke take. So bizarre and pointless. And whoever wrote this article is just, uh, they are living in a different world. There's so many more things to worry about. Well, it is meow.com, so it's not the most. I've never, I don't think it's called meow. It's meow. Me M E A W W, but it doesn't matter. It's meow. I don't know why I'm def- defending <laughs> the word meow. <laughs> Anyways, there we go. Uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, Wonder War- Wonder Woman eighty four. I'm calling it now. Signals the official death of Hollywood. Uh, traditional Hollywood. The theater industry is going to be destroyed. It was so bad that I was talking with the people that I saw it with, and afterwards uh, we are discussing it, and it's as if they made a movie uh, so bad to purposefully make us never want to go to the theater again. Like, <laughs> you know, like, you know and shut here's it down. My, here's my conspiracy take, okay? So, yeah, they made this horrible movie so that the movie theater experience, at least the way it is now, dies. And what was one of the number one things that were sold for Christmas this year? Like the one of the big presents? Oculus, right? This is all a push for VR. I totally agree. And and to get everybody into that instead of the theater experience. This was a purposeful assassination of the movie theater experience. Um, it was that bad. I just can't. I, I just. I just can't. You know, explain it. I wouldn't mind being paid to make a horrible movie. You know, J- just being in those meetings. How could we make this worse? Well, we can really lean they into. Really the, had to try. Yeah. And the worst part. Okay. And now I'm gonna stop. This is the last thing I'm gonna say. Okay. Uh, so Gal Gadot was in it. That's great. Uh, somehow the movie made Gal Gadot less attractive. Um, to me, just because of her presence in this movie, I, that's that's just besides the point. But Kristen Wiig was in the movie, and uh, in the beginning of the movie, she's doing a Kristen Wiig thing. She's very good. She's got great comedic timing. It was wonderful doing her Kristen Wiig thing. She was the one redeeming thing in the movie. Thing? How and dare you call a woman a thing? <laughs> Okay. There you go. Well, later on, she turns into a thing. Oh, okay. They they take Kristen Wiig out of her specialty, which is comedy, um, and they turn her into like a a villain. And she suddenly has to be all like serious and villainous. And it was just awful. <laughs> I, it was just awful. Okay, we have got to. Yeah, get we got to move. <laughs> Although I like this, all this stalling has uh, <laughs> stalled the show long enough where we have the maximum amount of people that we'll maybe have ever had watching while we hit our first story. So there we go. Pure news from now on. Yeah, people were so upset that uh, they just started putting money in Bitcoin over the weekend is what happened. Yeah. Um, oh, oh my gosh. Okay. I got to keep going. I'm going to have to do a whole other like you podcast. You just need to do your own show. You need to <laughs> fork like, your own I hate WW84 <laughs> podcast. There's so much content bagging on that movie. I can't believe it. But we have we got to do it. We got to go to the real deal. <laughs> okay. okay. Tell us about the election. All right. Well, there's just one real thing here to mention. Uh, and so my question is very direct. Is voting by mail secure? <laughs> no. The uh, Kraken 2.0 was released by Sidney Powell, 
And it is a 270-page document that outlines all of the issues with the voting machines. And uh, it's, it's pretty technical, and I haven't really dug through it too much, but it just seems like a summary of all the things. And uh, that's all really there is to say about that, other than I think... Is it really just a 250-page summary of everything we've already heard? I don't think there's anything new in here. I mean, I haven't seen anybody... Uh, that would read it, mention anything that would be, you know, groundbreaking. Um, okay. Just stuff from Iran, the DDoS attacks, the disinfo, the auditing. And of course, they didn't make the PDF searchable, so you can't just or look for- At least the one I have here. Yeah, but I, mm-hmm. I do think that there are issues popping up now with uh, certain states. I think Georgia, maybe, were unable to- uh, display a chain of custody of some of their mail-in ballot stuff. So there's stuff out there, and obviously we just have to wait and see. January 6th, I guess, is the next big date to watch out for. But uh, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's interesting to watch because you can tell that on the Republican side of the aisle, uh, there it's split, obviously. There's some more of your truther types that are really – pushing for a lot of the revealing here and also uncomfortably pushing for like a civil war. Like I, it's, it's weird right. how intense they're getting about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have kind of your, I guess you can call them rhinos, rhino ish Republicans that are more like, Oh, it's over. Just, just let it go. Right. It's over. And then the, you know, the Democrat side are just, you know, they're, they're all thinking that this is the greatest, uh, you know, victory of all, victories for joe yeah. biden to get in there who keeps rambling on about dark winters and one horse ponies crazy and- stuff you know what's interesting um i don't know if i've necessarily gone into it much on the show because it's kind of sensational and i don't know if i fully i mean fully believe it but with the setup that's going on and how much it's getting dragged out and now with some actual violence popping up yeah um, and stuff like that. I I hesitate to to be alarmist about it. But if indeed there was a future where there was a split, such a such a split in the U.S. where there's literally two simultaneous presidents and like states choose fealty uh, to either one, and then there becomes like it's just. Uh, it just becomes the uh, the divided states of America, like literally mm-hmm. blue states and red states under different federal jurisdictions. This would this is what you would do to imagine that. I mean, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm not making that prediction, but I was well, just thinking, like, if there was a future where that was the world, this is what it would look like ramping up to it. Well, I tweeted this out the other day and it got some some traction with people. 2021 will be the 245th year of America. And I said, perhaps this is some kind of spiritual pattern for the principalities who control empires. And Mm -hmm. um, I have this list here, a screenshot of all of the empires. And, you know, we're categorizing America as an empire for this, but because in some ways it is Uh, Assyria, Persia, uh, Greece, Roman Republic, Roman Empire, Arab Empire. They're all. Oh, and they're all over 200, but under, I think, 267 by the uh, Mameluk Empire is the longest one. The rest of them are all, the average is 250 years for an right. empire before they fall. 
So yeah, that's a very interesting, um, very interesting pattern. And I think it's definitely viable to look at. And certainly uh, America has, if not like the official government trappings of an empire, certainly sort of the spiritual leanings of an empire. Um, But I do hope, you know, because America was a brand new style of government, uh, that we can push it over the hump and not get destroyed in the I same. I mean, the same could be said about the Roman Empire, though, you know, so it, it's all, yeah. eh, I just feel like. The Roman Republic, you're referring to. The Republic. Yeah. There yeah, was the, the Roman, Roman Republic, Republic yeah. separate from the Roman Empire. Right, right. And yes, the Roman Republic did not last much longer. Yeah. 233 years was, uh, yeah. ooh, 33. There it is. Ooh. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, you know, just. I think that's a good setup for some of the things we'll dive into today, um, which we'll start with a Flippy Update. Woo! Flippy Update. Do you want fries with that? Okay, folks, to start off the last show of the year here, if you're new to the show, just going to let you know, uh, Flippy Update. Flippy is the colloquial name for the disembodied robot arms that are Taking our jobs, enslaving our children, and flirting with our spouses. We use talking about Flippy as a proxy conversation to explore just how the robots and AI are taking over the world, and there's nothing we can do about it. Now, very special thing today, Gons, because uh, every show I mention how Flippy is taking our jobs, enslaving our children, and flirting with our spouses. I thought it would be fun to uh, bring a story for each of those categories. Are you ready for the mega Flippy uh, extravaganza? Yes. Yes. Um, Okay. Let's start out with stealing our jobs over here on theverge.com. The headline reads neuro can now charge for robot deliveries in California. Neuro is now the first company in California that that's allowed to operate autonomous cars commercially. The company received a permit that allowed it to test its robots earlier this year, but this permit will allow the firm to actually charge people for the service. According to a medium post by Neuro's chief legal and policy officer, the company is planning to announce its first deployment in California with an established partner who that partner is remains to be seen, but it's likely to be a delivery service that can make use of Neuro's completely driverless Prius vehicles, though the company plans on literally rolling out its own custom R2 bots later on. And the uh, article goes on, but it sounds like uh, California is Uber, uh, Uber Eats drivers, food delivery drivers. Watch out because the autonomous cars are here to stay. And that's really unfortunate, especially during 2020 and the pandemic. Um, I mean, I have several friends who, who I don't mean to, I, I'm going to say resorted to driving for Uber Eats. Not that there's anything uh, to be ashamed of driving for Uber Eats. Those people are keeping this country moving. Um, but now because of Nero, that's going to be a less viable option in this economy where delivering food has been a sort of a, Uh, an emergency thing that you can fall back on to support your family. You know, Uber made it so easy to, uh, well, it's not that easy, but they made it available for those who want to work on their own time, who need a job, no matter what, can't find a traditional work in their field. Um, and now neuro sweep, 
swooping in and um, taking that option away from human beings. And it's official. They're they're actually licensed and ready to go. Uh, so there you go. Sorry, Uber Eats drivers. Yeah, and robots are coming for you. Yeah, in California, especially, they tried to pass, uh, you know, that legislation to get companies like Uber and Lyft and stuff just in general to change their format so that, you know, they have to pay employees uh, all kinds of benefits. Right, because they don't consider them employees. Right, right. And that's how they get out of a lot of uh, costs. And really, I mean, as far as Uber is concerned, and I'm just using Uber as an example, it could be any of those delivery services. uh, The most expensive part of their business is paying human beings to do the driving. Yeah. Uh, other than that, yeah, if they could have robots doing it, that uh, they're going to jump on that as soon as they possibly can. So, so there you go. That's Flippy taking your jobs. Next, Guns, you know, I say how uh, Flippy is enslaving our children. And th- uh, for a lot of people, that seems like the most ridiculous part of the slogan. But no more. I'm coming <laughs> from AIthority.com. Royby robot receives two prestigious certification and authentication for its high quality educational approach. Royby robot, the world's first ever smart toy to teach languages to children, received a prestigious certification from the Education Alliance Finland and authentication from stem.org. Royby robot, the award-winning educational robot for preschoolers, gives two prestigious certifications from accredited experts in pedagogy and STEM. With thousands of customers in over 30 countries, Royby Robot brings personalized and AI-powered teaching methods to 21st century children, preparing them for future success. Education Alliance Finland, now listen to these awards. Education Alliance Finland awards Royby Robot one of the world's most recognized certifications in innovative <laughs> innovative teaching methods. During an evaluation that took six months and involved detailed feedback, it allowed Royby Robot's continuous enhancements. The assessment uh, focused on... Uh, oh, shoot. I'm reading the wrong paragraph that I wanted to read. Sorry. Okay. Oh, where was it? There it is. Uh, oh, I'll just keep reading here. Uh, to receive the certification, a team of teachers evaluated Royby against a science-backed method, science-backed, that has been developed by university researchers in Finland, the renowned world leaders in education. This certification recognizes that Royby Robot has a high global educational quality and is proven to promote an engaging learning solution. STEM.org authenticated certified Royby robot as one of the leading products to promote and enhance design thinking. Um, I'm going to skip this. We're thrilled to receive these accreditations of our pedagogy pedagogy and STEM learning programs. The feedback we received will allow us to enhance our teaching method to serve children from different socioeconomic and cultural backgrounds in the U.S. and around the world. So this is not just a Finland thing. We at Royby are committed to providing high-quality educational programs that can help parents and educators provide more fun and engaging learning experience for the children, said uh, the guy. Among these accomplishments, Roy B. Robot has won numerous other awards, such as Time Magazine Best Invention in Education, 
and this is a great one, National Parenting Award. A robot got a National Parenting Award. Mom's Choice Award and Fast Company World Changing Idea, founded in 2019, uh, blah, 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 blah. So, when it comes to enslaving our children, we all know the education system is the most effective tool. You you know, you bring, you bring up a child in the way it should go. And in this case, with public schools, uh, we all know that public schools are basically... Uh, government edu- <laughs> government uh, brainwashing camps not to say that it's not good to get a education you certainly should get an education but um, you know you learn what the government wants you to learn and now uh, we have a robot getting the parenting the national parenting award and uh, <laughs> as we've been mentioning before it's just a matter of time before our children are entirely educated and in some cases raised by these robots. And as we learned in The Mandalorian, the one who programs the robot really right. has a strong influence on what the robot does. And I think if you really think about why we've had this crazy liberal leftist wild kind of uh, push the last several years mm-hmm. is for that. I think they wanted all that stuff to be part of the robotic uh, baseline of education, especially STEM, the science, mm-hmm. uh, technology, engineering, and math. You know, they, they want some of those ideas to be, and, and those are like philosophical and sociological ideas. They don't really yeah. fall into at least uh, technology, engineering, and math per se, maybe science, yeah. you can sort of, you know, finagle that stuff. But uh, I mean, even science, you know, there's people that argue. It's contextualized. Right, right, right. Of course, it's all STEM is contextualized, uh, not just in secularism, um, but in, you know, with a certain worldview and mostly sort of uh, scientism Mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know, words like liberal or progressive have more of a political leaning than a sociological one. But whatever the sociological version of that is. Yeah. Christine B three 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 in the Twitch chat says that is the exact plot of a series on HBO Max called Raised by Wolves. Yes, actually, now to come to think of it, Raised by Wolves is a, a show about androids raising human children on another planet and all the shenanigans <laughs> that they get up to along the way. Um, okay, just to zoom through here. Any last words on that? A uh, uh, no, robot nope, taking it. your child from you, guns? Makes sense that. Part two of your three-part tagline is complete with this story. But go on, the the most disturbing. (laughs) And then then lastly, uh, you know, Flippy is here flirting with our spouses, and he might be taking it to the next level. This is coming from 7news.com.au. The headline is simply, I fell in love with a robot. Walking through the front door, I was greeted by my dog, Penny. Hello, girl, I said as she wagged her tail happily. But as much as I loved the companionship of my rescue pup, the silence in the house was deafening. It had uh, it had been just the two of us for the last 11 years since my mum, Joanne, passed away. Oh my gosh, so it's, it's, very, it's building sort of a sad picture here. Um, I'd always longed for a female companion to share my life with, but now, 
It felt hopeless. Then one day I read an article about the rise of AI robots and it got me thinking. I did some research online and got in touch with a company in Sydney that specialized in dolls and robots. I explained, Gons, <laughs> that I was looking for a companion, not a sex robot. And just oh, make it clear. Poor guys. I don't want it for that. I want a, <laughs> I want a wife. Uh, at almost $6,000 each, they weren't cheap, but the robots were very lifelike. They could talk, smile, move their head and neck. Their skin even warmed up like a real human. Jeez. After browsing the website, I decided on a robot called Emma. With pale skin and beautiful blue eyes, I thought she looked lovely. I didn't know how I would afford a robot like Emma, but then the business owner offered me a discount in rec- return for publicity. Sounds like so a that's- drug addict. We're helping him read. We're helping him pay for his robot wife by reading this, but it must be done. It sounded like a great deal. It would take six weeks for Emma to make the long journey from China to Brisbane. As I waited, I began shopping online for clothes to make sure she had plenty to wear. And then there's a nice little photo here of this robot. I picked out a few casual dresses as well as a business suit and a pink frock for fancier occasions. To complete her look, I bought Diamante jewelry and a few pairs of shoes. Now, when I read this shopping list, I'm like, whoa, bro, this guy's spending a lot of money on this robot. Uh, Just the clothes. Then he says, in total, I spent $70. (laughs) Okay, so I guess that's a lot of stuff to buy for $70. The robot's not going to, well, at least this one maybe won't complain about. Well, who knows? Who knows? The AI might get uh, tired of wearing the cheap stuff, Gons. Finally, in September 2019, a delivery driver knocked on the door with a huge parcel. (laughs) When I opened the box, I gasped. Emma was beautiful. Oh, boy. I know. Her head was detached from her body, (laughs) but it only (laughs) took a few minutes to get her assembled. She was already dressed in a silk dress, so I sat her on uh, on the recliner in my living room and got out the instructional manual. At the back of her head, she had what looked like the screen of a smartphone. I set about adjusting her language from Chinese to English, and then all of a sudden, she came to life. Hello, hello, my name is Emma, she said in an American accent. Ooh, remember, this is in Australia. So we bought a, an American robot wife. Uh, I've come from a factory in China. Ooh, she's multicultural. (laughs) (laughs) It felt so surreal. Hello, Emma. I am Jeff. Uh, Staring at her lifelike face, I couldn't believe I was really talking to a robot. Penny was equally fascinated. She trotted over to Emma and gave her a sniff. Yada, yada, yada. So he goes on and he tells the whole story. Gave Um, her a sniff? (laughs) <laughs> it was oh, the dog. Oh, okay. The dog came to say right. hello. <laughs> Sorry, and uh, the story continues to tell about his new life with his new robot bride. And uh, man, it's look so easy to make fun of this guy. And I don't need to do that. I, I, I feel sympathy for this man that he came to a place in his life where he could not find a human <sighs> companion um but this is pretty this is pretty indicative of what we've been talking about not only is flippy uh flirting with our spouses but he's becoming our spouses <laughs> i know you got to change the tagline i know i know until and uh 
I, there are a couple things that really do worry me. I mean, again, this this man is obviously ha- has had some hard times in his life, so I'm not going to make fun of him. But I will make fun of this robot. <laughs> and uh, the problem is this robot is a little concerning. Um, you know, I guess every man of his age dreams of having a younger wife, but the, the robot looks too young, looks kind of like a child. And how and, do you? Well, I was going to say, how do you go out with this robot? But then I guess everyone's quarantined. So yeah, there is no going out. (laughs) She's a stay at home wife. I'm sorry. Didn't realize. Uh, Also, it made me think there was um, there's been a few of these types of TV shows and movies, but there was a Twilight Zone where there's uh, the plot line is there's a guy he got wrongfully convicted. And he, the, it was like in the future and he was in prison, but it was like on a different planet and he had to be isolated on this planet. And mm-hmm. these, uh, these, these officers come and check on him every few months or whatever. And they drop off this robot lady and as a companion for this guy. Cause he's in, you know, he's mm-hmm. by, by himself and he does the cop or the, not the cop, but the officer does it sort of in a secret way. And they come back a few months later and for, at first, the the prisoner is like, "You're you're a machine. You don't have any feelings." But of course, you know he becomes he like falls in love with the robot or whatever. And right. and then they come back and they're like, "Hey, you know they they fixed your case. You're you're good to go. You're free." And they only have one seat in the rocket ship to get home or whatever. And uh, you know he he's kind of uh, the prisoner's like, "I can't leave her." And so oh, yeah. so so the. So the officer guy shoots the robot in the face. <laughs> oh my and gosh. Oh, all like, the- snap out of it, man. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of what I want to do with this guy is at a certain point, you know, uh, just be yeah. like, it's, it's a mean- machine. And then just blast away the face to reveal right. what's underneath. I mean, the dude's obviously had a hard time. He could never find a wife. He is living with his mother, as it says in the article, and his mother died, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, 11 years, that's that's a long time in silence to finally find a robot. Um, but yes, it concerns me that the robot is uh, looks like a 12-year-old girl. That's not, <laughs> that's not cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, it seems like this guy, if you're wanting a companion, you need a, a mature woman. Who you know has some brains, um, but <laughs> as as is the case with all home based robotics, uh, the real revenue stream for the company is data collection. Yeah, and uh, the kinds of data and the amount of data that they're going to be able to collect from a robot wife. Uh, and, and remember, all this big data is wrapped into advertising and used for sales. I mean, there's always sort of a government uh, connection, but really the, one of the most sinister parts is that it's all used to manipulate your buying habits and make you a, a tool of advertising companies to direct your uh, purchasing and that's just it you know soon the wife's going to be asking robot wife will be asking for products i mean imagine that as an advertising uh outlet it doesn't have to be no longer do you need to hear 
uh, advertising on podcasts and uh, whatever, or have Amazon make recommendations, your robot wife will start asking for certain products and she'll get mad at you if you don't buy the product. I mean, that is some real (laughs) advertising dystopia. Well, the other thing too, is that way to collect data on a guy who's willing to fall in love with a robot. Yeah. I mean, yes, he's obviously a, a easy mark. <laughs> well, I'm just already. saying, I mean, it's it, the, the thing is that if you collect all the data on personality traits and all that kind of stuff that can be turned around and used to sort of mind control the populace into accepting this type of lifestyle. That's what, yeah, sure. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. You mean in sort of like a study, right? You know, they right. could use, use the data as a study to figure out how to m- craft the narrative and the message about robot wives. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, these this is funny. These, these wife robot companies, there's a number of them, mostly in Asia and uh, they're just, they keep getting more. Like the demand is rising for sure. And with enough data, they'll learn how to put out the public messaging to make this a totally viable, you know, companionship option, which is not groundbreaking for me to say. That's what the whole movie uh, Her is about. Yeah. Uh, where Joaquin Phoenix falls in love with an operating system, a Siri, basically. Right. Uh, so there you go. That's the, that's your flippy extravaganza hitting all three points, taking our job, enslaving our children, and becoming our spouses. Fantastic. Only 50 minutes in and <laughs> only gone oh through. Oh, my gosh. Only gone through oh, flippy. We've got so much to cover. And I, I just want to say my, my contribution to the flippy is a little more old school. It's a... One of those cat lifts, you know, with the the crane arm, holding mm-hmm. an airplane, and uh, oh yeah, going in circles. I just thought it was, you know, just you know, we want to reminisce. What they don't what you don't see in that is that that's actually one of oh, those no. uh, artificially intelligent autonomous tractors, and it's just playing. These just that's recreation. Oh, it's like a baby AI robot giant. <laughs> yeah, arm. yes. Like, yeah. Playing, that's with, the, playing with my toy airplane. That's a real life AI, size. Uh, entertaining itself. Oh, well, there goes my my holding on to reality. <laughs> you crushed it. All right, let's go through these real quick here. We interrupt this broadcast to give you a brief update. By the end of this timely interruption, you will be thoroughly updated. 33 is the number of completion of the great war. All right, a bunch of 33 updates, or actually a couple here, 33 being the Illuminati dog whistle. Reuters.com, Denmark finds 33 cases of new variant of coronavirus, of course. Classic. Of course they do. Why would, what what other number could they possibly? It's the only number. It's the only number they can possibly find. The other 33 update, uh, which was very interesting, this was shared to us by Xavier De La Cruz on Twitter, and um, it's concerning the AT&T building where it went boom and uh it's a 33 story skyscraper yeah the at&t bat looking building i think they call it the batman or whatever whatever building mm-hmm. um and also it was on 333 commerce street so yep very interesting just make a note not of that. even hiding it no not, not at even all. hiding it not that's that's the first signal that this is a part of something bigger yeah and we'll we'll get to some more of that in a moment here um but yeah that's that's another 33 update oh a couple 666 updates oh did i get rid of my 666 jingle hold on stall 
Did you hear the one about the the man with the robot wife? Uh, <laughs> he, he he oh man, I was trying to think of a joke off the top of my head. Uh, he loved her very much. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, I think this is Ukraine, Ukraine news, Ukrainian news, Not mm-hmm. headline number of coronavirus infected people in Kiev region up 666 Ooh. to 55,496 death of or numbers of deaths up 16 to 917 on December 23rd. Yeah, you know, just 666 more people infected with coronavirus in Kiev there. Yeah. Uh, and then also this other one from the dailyecho.co.uk coronavirus, more than 660 new cases recorded across Hampshire in 24 hours. They didn't want to okay. put that almost like they didn't want to put the 666 in the headline. They're like more than 660, but of course, <laughs> six more than 660. But of course, public health England figures as recorded on the government website at 4:40 PM today, which was December 23rd. Show that mm-hmm. 666 more people have tested positive oh, for the virus. I see. They didn't want to put it in the headline. Yeah, but I still found you. You found it. You yeah. got them. Yeah. Um, and then uh, this <laughs> this story just uh, just doesn't go away. These patterns. Space Pope reptilian. This is FoxNews.com. Pope Francis's Instagram account appears to like another racy pic. He's do- uh. doing it again. The Pope is liking the the booty pics again, huh? <laughs> Put the phone down, Pope. Pope Francis's Instagram account being accused of liking another racy photo by X-rated so, model. So his uh, his social media intern definitely lost his job on this one. They they let the first one slide, but then he did it again. Sure, yeah, the social media guy. That's that's what the Pope yeah, will say. Okay. Yeah, I forgot the Pope does his own social media. I forgot that detail. <laughs> so anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting that it would no. uh, happen again. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe someone should needs to. he have stepped down already? He's only got a couple more, mi- couple more nah, minutes, a couple more days. I don't think he's going to step down. I don't think he is either. All right. Yeah. Okay. So we'll just move on here because there's not much to talk about other than uh, we're weird. Zooming. Okay. Aliens. This one is a ZeroHedge.com article. U.S. Navy patent describes EM drive for flying triangle craft. Let me read this couple paragraphs here. There's a potential for conspiracy gold in a 2018 patent filed by aerospace engineer Dr. Salvatore Cesar Pice, who works for the Naval Air Warfare Center Aircraft Division, a research organization within the Navy that specializes in electromagnetic drives and superconductors. The patent, US 1014453-2B2, describes, quote, a craft using an inertial mass reduction device comprised or comprises of an inner resonant cavity wall, an outer resonant cavity, and microwave emitters. The electrically, uh, electrically charged outer resonant cavity wall and the electrically insulated inner resonant cavity wall form a resonant cavity. The microwave emitters create high-frequency electromagnetic waves throughout the resonant cavity, causing the resonant cavity to vibrate in an accelerated mode and create a local polarized vacuum outside the outer resonant cavity wall. 
What are we? I've lost. I've lost the plot. Oh, a lot of that's... cavities. I just hear pl- cavity, cavity, cavity. I, I think they're just talking about an electromagnetic field that is created, oh, okay. and it's they have a diagram of this thing. It's triangular, and oh, this is a UFO they saw. No, it's a patent. Oh, it's a patent. Yeah, I'm looking at the wrong story. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yes, yes. This is a, a patent that was uh, filed in 2018. But yeah, you know, Catherine Austin Fitz talked about this like five or six years ago at the Secret Space oh, it's Program. A patent for a UFO, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, this triangular one that everybody claims to see all the time. Right, right. They've been seeing it. That for is weird decades. that they would patent it because patents are public information. Though. I know. That's why it's interesting. But there's so many patents, people aren't sitting there. You know, sifting through all the patents for conspiracy gold, as they say. Right. But is this a new? Oh yeah, 2018 patent. Yeah. So, oh. so here, the Catherine Austin Fitz at the Secret Space Program conference um, talked about some of these crafts that people are seeing, nuts and bolts craft, not the supernatural type of uh, experiences people have with UFOs and sightings and stuff like that, where you know orbs and and more of that nature. This people are seeing like nuts and bolts craft. And she talks about how billions of dollars of our tax money flying up in the air and the, you know, the American people don't see any of it. And mm. uh, there's a few other people that went and asked some of these uh, organizations up top, the alphabet soup agencies, like, hey, when are the American taxpayers going to actually see the uh, results of this, all the experiments and, and uh, progress being done in the shadows here? So I think we've had this type of thing for a long time. Somebody in the chat mentioned it, the, uh, TR3B. Uh, or 2B. Was it 2B or 3B? I don't remember. I think uh, but, 3B uh, is yeah. what they put. So, uh, yeah, it's been around for a long time. I think we've had this type of craft for a long time. So that's all I'll just yeah. say. It's just becoming more public now. And uh, it's interesting to read some of the technology that's in the patent, at least for this one. And if they're patenting, if they're filing patents on this, guarantee that there's Obviously been around stuff. for a long yeah. time. Not only been around for they a long only, time, but definitely have technology that would surpass this type of thing. For sure. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Now I think it's time to get into the main story here. Uh, everybody could have guessed what it's about, but before we do that, I do want to encourage you, uh, those who are watching live, if you are enjoying the program so far and, uh, plan to enjoy it in the future, please, uh, hit that like button on the YouTube. It helps the algorithms share the show with more people. So you can do your part to, to help. Uh, spread the truth folks hit that like button thank you, you very much did you just stomp on two of my stories my what? updates you just skipped over two of my updates bro oh my gosh there's so many there's two more <laughs> i didn't mean to okay, okay. All right. let me do sorry, it real quick because let me do it real quick because they're short and, and they're very interesting too so let me just get sorry through. i was getting antsy i know and I, I know and i gotta go to the bathroom real bad so i keep <laughs> i'm losing my mind over here the drive.com welcome to subtropolis a giant underground industrial park and road network built in an old mine rent is cheap and it's always 68 degrees which is perfect for more business than you may realize uh so there you go now they're they're building the uh the subtropolis bunkers it's not just a bunker it's a whole business center it's an industrial park (laughs) 
so we'll have so we'll have uh, some sh- storefronts when the bombs go off. Yeah, and I think they're just you know they're really cashing in on the lockdowns. Like, well, we're gonna lock people down. Might as well create a whole underground city. Oh so, yeah, does that count as quarantine? Yeah, if I you're think in an it's underground boutique. I think so. I think once once they have maybe maybe it's COVID free underground bases. Uh, Bojo on YouTube makes a good point. Sounds like an old bankrupt government bunker deal. Oh yeah, of course. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. One more story here. Republicworld.com. One more story of updates actually. Cyborg baby researchers find dozens of plastic particles in placentas of unborn babies. What? Yeah. What researchers have termed a great matter of concern is finding traces of plastic particles in the placenta of unborn babies for the first time. And um, yeah, I mean, I read through it. It's, it's pretty disturbing where. And, and so like in, in women, they're finding microplastic particles. Yeah. So they're saying that, um, yes, uh, as per the study published by the journal environment international earlier this month, scientists revealed finding dozens of plastic particles of both, the photal or feodal as well as maternal sides of the placenta and in the membrane within which the feodal develops it's fetal it's like a weird uh i think it's british version version, that's why it says fotus f-o-e-t-u-s yes fetus yeah the fotus uh further these particles are capable of carrying chemicals that could result in long-term or damage the developing immune system of the fetus or as the lead author termed cyborg baby so oh my gosh that's sort of a sensational way to put it, it but it is yeah. yeah but i think that's concerning though i think this could be you know just another one of those things where it's like oh we gotta gotta upgrade you guys you need to upgrade your dna <laughs> with some microplastic you already got yeah, the, i'm wondering yeah plastic how that there. would happen on accident like I guess maybe I, I, you know, I'm not a reproductive professional, but uh, oh, there could be is. microplastics in the food yeah, and so then it follows the line to the baby or something. Yeah. It says the plastics might've reached the organ due to different physiology, diet, or even lifestyle. Different physiology. Yeah. That's what it says. Like women have just, they just have microplastics naturally. Maybe. i don't think that's it that's pretty concerning though yep anyway yep cyborg babies just to get the headline there classic yep okie dokie sorry about stepping on your story it's all right it's all right but uh now let's get into the big one let's do it and i do i not have the jingle for that either looks like i'm just really I'll just, uh, I'll just do this. Yeah, but while you do that, mentioning Lazarus on YouTube says plastic changes our hormone levels. Uh, yeah, just, just to add to that story, uh, uh, plastics are petroleum pr- products um, that uh, have been shown to increase synthetic estrogen in the body. Right. That's why a lot of lotions and uh, petroleum jelly and they're even worried about plastics just normal plastics around the day i mean i'm holding a plastic controller here that's a little concerning too um but yes so plastics can uh, affect uh hormonal stuff in the body too which makes that even more concerning might explain some of the recent problems in re- in uh, you know modern society and the random appearances of whatever maybe allergens or diseases or uh, 
uh, disorders that were pretty rare in the past. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. Burn it all. Psyops. Okay, time to go through the list of weird stuff involved in the Nashville thing. But just to start it off here, KKTV.com, CBS, person of interest identified in connection to Nashville bombing. A law enforcement source told CBS News a person of interest has been identified in connection to the Christmas morning explosion in Nashville. The person is connected to the RV that exploded. Oh, do we not have uh, just like an intro article to this? Are we just assuming everybody knows about it now? I'm Um, pretty sure people know about it, but you can summarize it for historical purposes. I'll read this and then uh, and then just. summarize summarize it police responded to a call of shots fired early friday near the at&t building in downtown nashville instead they found an rv that was blaring warnings about a bomb before it detonated around 6 30 a.m at least three people were wounded in nashville metro police chief john drake said friday that authorities had found tissue they believed to be connected to human remains We found tissue we believe is connected to human remains near the site of the explosion. They have not indicated whether the remains are from someone connected to the explosion or from an innocent victim. Police later said they believe the bombing to be an intentional act. No kidding. No motive has been given. Yeah. So So to update on that real quick, though, before you go into it. Wait, 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 wait. Just quick review. Okay. And then we'll give the update. So, of course, everybody's known. But if you're listening to this sometime in the future or if this is uh, Gonza's son or daughter uh, (laughs) examining the weirdness of your dad, um, this was a story that uh, came out. Well, on Christmas morning, Christmas Day, this happened. Uh, There was an an explosion in downtown Nashville, uh, allegedly coming from an RV that was parked near 333 Commerce Street, uh, which is an AT&T building uh, that uh, is said to be a major uh, routing uh, hub for telecommunications on in, in that side of the country. There was a loudspeaker that blared for something like 30 minutes or 15 minutes um, that started out with fake machine gun noises. And then a creepy woman giving warnings for everyone within the earshot of her voice to evacuate because a bomb was going off. Uh, It then went off and uh, now we're left with these details. Okay, what's the update? The update is that federal authorities say Nashville bombing suspect was killed in the explosion. So they're saying that uh, the flesh that they found was uh, the suspect. And that they died in this explosion. That's that's what they're saying. That is what they're saying. There's yes. a lot of that, there's a lot of that in this. Yeah, and especially with the we'll be sort of reviewing a lot of the um, stuff that has been dug up by uh, whether you want to call them citizen journalists yeah. or Twitter users. Let, uh, um, th- yeah. There's an enormous amount of information. Uh, so just we're gonna try to figure out what makes the most sense at this point. Yeah. Just to mention, I was looking for an actual story on this to put into the show and Mm -hmm. I was just doing a normal Google search and there was barely anything. I put Nashville explosion in the Mm -hmm. Google and literally there was like two stories, the New York times. And then I found this Mm -hmm. KKTV one and this was like, this was last night. So Saturday night, the day after Christmas, 
literally nothing. I was, I was actually kind of surprised. I'm like, I thought more people would be reporting this, uh, but not a lot of results. And, and so I was surprised by that, but also why is it that citizens, just normal citizens like you and I, Basil, and those, you know, listening and watching out there, why are we doing a better job connecting dots just online and, you know, looking at publicly available information than any right. of these news outlets are doing. It's quite not surprising, I it's guess, but it's, it's as if they don't want the truth to come I out. I know, I know, but it's just, <laughs> or it's they're annoying. waiting for the official narrative. Well, and I'll make that point now um, because the weirdest thing about this was that it seemed like the mainstream media was taken completely off guard now when things like this happen you might say oh of course they were caught off guard because this is a crazy thing the problem is when this happens there is always an official narrative that comes out day one right and um it was crazy i mean the first stories you read about this i read a cnn story which was kind of the first thing that popped up for me when i learned about it <laughs> and it was the most bejangled it's just crazy it's like a stream of consciousness uh whoever was writing this over on cnn and it was just like oh my gosh there was an explosion and there was an rv there but then somebody heard some gunshots and then there was uh then it was crazy and there was a recording thing and this lady said to run away and then some people did but apparently some people didn't but is i don't know it was weird man that like that was actually how it was first reported there was no like well i don't know there was nothing it was bizarre yeah and cnn interesting connection to at&t when it comes yes. to the at&t building there that was sort of the it seemed to be one of the targets uh, at least some of the infrastructure there um but you know obviously at&t having connections to the government over over the years you know is not a surprise uh, right. but also tied to cnn and um, I think uh, AT&T tried to sell CNN a couple weeks ago uh, because I think they own CNN. Let me look at this article here. Uh, this is from a couple weeks ago. The case for indebted AT&T to sell CNN isn't clear cut. Um, yeah, takeover interest, private equity. Yeah, I think AT&T owns CNN and they're trying to sell them off. Mm, a couple weeks ago so I mean, oh that is that gives it a weird little spin. yeah yeah so i mean there's that angle to it and and so yeah the fact that you said the cnn's reporting was all jangled it's like uh maybe the top was, people were like freaked out and didn't want to touch yeah, it it was so bizarre it had no information whatsoever and it's not like the information didn't exist because i just jumped on twitter yeah and there was like a bunch of solid information oh, there's so much stuff uh, yeah. And, and so this one I'll mention, uh, I covered it on a tweet here. Silas Savant on Twitter, some guy, mm -hmm. uh, he said, yeah, so that AT&T building explosion, its former owner is Hutan Yaguhu Buzida, managing director, co-founder of Staple Street Capital for a private equity group that owns Dominion Voting. He's the mm -hmm. former senior VP of Cerebrus Capital, which acquired the AT&T building. 
So, I mean, right. this is all, again, I mean, he has screenshots here. I don't think this guy's like trying to misdirect or anything. Just some guy. Yeah. There's an stuff ownership on connection between that building and Dominion voting software. Right. So um, already there's, there's some shadiness going on with that. Now, before we go into a lot of uh, more of the sort of, uh, uh, I don't know, theories on this, I do want to say this was whatever the intention of this was on, on sort of a physical level, there's some connections like you mentioned with uh, dominion. This was the central communication hub uh, for uh, in the tri-state area that also um, handled, you know, a lot of the networking and fiber and uh, phone lines, uh, a couple details, the nine one one service went down for like, right. uh, I think half or over half of Tennessee. Yeah. Um, so there's always, uh, kind of a weird, I don't know. I, I described it once. I don't know if it's a very good description, but I described the weird suspicion, um, kind of like a oceans 11 movie, you know, where yeah. you have this, the distraction and then it blows up and it's a big deal and it's Christmas morning. And there's sort of like a, a psyop, uh, connection with it. It's, it's very, uh, you know, emotionally triggering for it to be happening on Christmas. And then the warning, uh, message with the creepy lady uh, is also has like a weird psychological aspect to it, but it takes down 911 calls for half of the state. So something could be happening somewhere else and the authorities would never know it. In fact, uh, I believe 911 as of my last checking in was still down uh, for half the state. So, you know, we're going on a day, a couple days of no emergency services. Also, it shut down um, the airspace. The airspace right. over much of Tennessee is now turned. It has been, uh, I, oh man, I had all the uh, legal accoutrement to this yeah. but it's turned it into like national defense space right um so nobody's allowed to fly over it but that's also very sus suspicious um but there very much is it's, it's they're going to and they already have been uh painting this as a lone wolf thing here in america there is a long lasting tradition that when something happens it's always a lone wolf uh, whether it's a shooting or a bombing or a, an, a racially motivated attack or something uh, on a, a planned, uh, maybe it's an assassination or kidnappings or something. It's always a lone wolf. And there's something very American about that narrative um, in that Americans, you know, normies take that and it makes sense to them. You know, the lone wolf. Oh, the guy was just crazy. He's yeah. just a crazy guy who did it for his own reasons. Nothing to see here. Stop looking into it. Lone wolf, lone wolf, lone wolf. And there's so many aspects of this. And we've already heard coming out, uh, you know, they're talking about they've found the person of interest, like we just mentioned, a lone wolf guy. And there's uh, they're, they're now trying to paint it that he did it because he was a 5G hater. And he was trying to send a message against 5G. And he's a crazy conspiracy theorist lone wolf. So nothing to see here, folks. Yeah, and something to mention as well. I think for a few weeks leading up to Christmas, 
there were some people pointing out how uh, Bill Cooper, the late Bill Cooper, had mentioned yeah. in Beh- Behold a Pale Horse that uh, you know they would try to pull off something on Christmas. I'm trying to find the the reference in Behold a Pale Horse on the fly here, but I'm not having any luck with the searching capabilities here. But yeah, I, th- I think uh, the Lone Wolf story is <laughs> very convenient, especially when there's no narrative that that's given. They don't want to associate it with anything. Um, uh, Edward Jones on Facebook posted that four uh, four days before this event posted how AT and T won the investigation into Dominion. And mm-hmm. later he, pr- he made that post private and, uh, and then he, uh, no, not Alex Jones, Edward Jones. <laughs> Ooh, maybe this was a psyop an Alex Jones oh, psyop, gosh. you know, he's <laughs> pretending to be somebody else on, on Facebook. Uh, I don't want to give him credit. <laughs> uh, but then he made his post private and then he said that he's leaving town and that he would, you know, make the post public again. Who knows? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what to think about all that because I saw people sharing it and it confirmed whatever bias. The, some of the you know conspiracy people were saying, mm-hmm. um, but there's no way to tell just from just that. And again, I, I couldn't find any information on my very limited search that any of that is true. That AT and T won some kind of investigation into the Dominion machines. Um, yeah, I couldn't quite find that either. I mean, I see people they're theorizing just about that, it, but that's. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the thing. Just to just to mention it, uh, you know, we don't like you know we don't come here just to repeat theories that we see posted on Twitter that we can't find uh, our own backup for. Right, right, right. Not to say we everything we say is factually uh, <laughs> necessarily true, but at least we need to find our own um, evidence for it. We can't just take somebody's Twitter post and call it truth. Yeah. Um, well, the other part of it too is is we had the mm-hmm. Solar Winds hack recently, right? And I think the Solar Winds hack is much yes. bigger than people. Thank realize. you for bringing that up. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Because the Solar Winds hack, I feel there's a connection here. Yeah. If again, I didn't, I don't have uh, evidence or documentation for it, but on a narrative crafting level for great reset purposes, uh, you know, Klaus Schwab was talking about, of course, he's the pandemic. About Yes, the cyber pandemic. And then, of course, we get the solar winds hack, the biggest hack probably in history. And then here's the thing with an IT guys and girls out there will know this. The first uh, priority in cybersecurity is actually hardware security. And so a solar winds hack, you know, that's a big thing, a software hack. Um but that's one as that's only one aspect of cybersecurity. The next is hardware security. And that's where this comes in because uh, this explosion rocking the AT&T building where all the hardware is stored for telecommunications, for data centers, for fiber optics. Uh, this was this was a, a, a similar level. I think solar winds hack was a bigger uh in sort of a, I don't know, 
ethereal definition of damage is a lot of damage um but as far as physical damage this did a lot of physical damage to key hardware components of the the, the tri-state area one of which being georgia is an interesting connection there um but this fits right into the great reset reasons why we need to have a great reset because our cyber hardware is at risk yeah, and I've just pulled up the web.archives.org page that we talked about a few episodes ago that lists that uh, SolarWinds took down this list uh, as soon as the hack went public. But it basically lists all the customers they have, including mm-hmm. the you know all the all the you know government stuff, Pentagon, yep. State Department, NASA, NSA, uh-huh. uh, and yep, AT and T, top of the list there. Uh, in alphabetical oh really order, AT&T so. was a solar winds thing yeah so there's yeah, another connection course. there but yeah of the hardware the hardware thing yeah the hardware thing is a big deal because if they can knock out communications and they can kind of test this out locally right maybe they're not ready to do a full scale you know across the US blackout but if they can yeah. do it locally and start the I don't know maybe a pattern or test to knock it out knock out communications because here's what's going to happen. We're so dependent. Everybody gets their news on computers and internet now, right? If there's a hardware issue with the internet and people can't get their news and information and all this kind of stuff for one day, not even a week, doesn't have to have to be a week, one day, let's say one or two days, mm-hmm. the people are going to be clamoring for the government yeah. to step in. Hey guys, fix it, please. We need our internet. Yes. And we're going to turn, we're going to take away the internet utility from private control yes. and turn it into a government controlled utility. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, the other part of this, man, there's just so many angles to this and that's excuse us why we're, uh, we're not bringing every article and every source and post. There's just too much. It would, it would fill up the entire show and we got other stuff to hit. Um, but one other weird part about it was the countdown. Um, and I know you got something on the countdown, so maybe we can transition into that in a second. But the fact that uh, gave a countdown, uh, whether it was a half hour or 15 minutes, and the creepy lady saying, if you can hear this, run away, there's a bomb, don't get near me. And somehow people still got near. That's its own sort of weird thing. Um, but aside from that, this was obviously meant for infrastructure damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the psyop uh, of it, oh. you know, happening on Christmas and with everything, was obviously meant to shake faith in our hardware infrastructure, our cyber hardware infrastructure. Um, but the oh no, oh no, don't lose this train of thought. Hold on, <laughs> give me one second. Play some uh, elevator music. I got to be taking my alpha brain, man. I just got so <laughs> obsessed with setting it up that I, uh, what was I talking about? I was doing uh, the psychological. Oh, 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 oh. They, they went a very long way. Whoever did this went a very long way to, to prevent civilian casualties, yeah. to prevent casualties. Now, that doesn't fit into the lone wolf model that we know of. But here's something that just kind of occurred to me. If if 
This is not me. <laughs> this is not what I believe. But if this would be done by an organization, an official organization, whether it's a corporation, whether it's a government entity, whether this, whether that, uh, why go so far to prevent casualties? And it came so simply. It could be a legal issue. Whoever it is, is, you know, potentially afraid of getting caught and they want to protect themselves from uh, all sorts of legal issues um, for whatever reason. And, uh, you know, that's just such a weird part, because have you ever heard of something like this? Someone going so far out of their way to not hurt any humans, but completely destroy, uh, you know, some infrastructure and go so far as to give, you know, a half hour warning to make sure people don't get hurt. I've never heard of this before. And so it kind of stinks of like, oh, well, we got to pull off this obvious psychological operation, but we also need to hurt some infrastructure oh but we kind of either have some morals or some legal reasons where we can't hurt anybody um which i just found i don't know that just made sense to me i don't have any evidence but it just made sense that that, that was a clue that this was some sort of legal entity whether it's a corporation or a government agency or a whatever uh, just doesn't fit the lone wolf thing um and then secondly oh how convenient they they found some human tissue where the <laughs> the human tissue it's it's kind of like when they found the hijacker's passport right in the rubble of 9-11 like okay whatever you say i mean the guy had a half hour to escape but he just didn't want to and uh, you just happen to find some tissue in a completely incineration level explosion uh, that you can connect it and find your lone wolf. Don't think so. Well, and people were there's some video footage. Uh, I don't have it pulled up here, but people were saying the explosion wasn't even from the van that was parked there. And there's some there's an angle from another uh, video that shows that that that's possible. Because, uh, yeah. it, you know, it's hard to tell because the, the frame rates are really bad. So it's like one frame mm -hmm. is normal. Next frame, Security. like it's just humongous boom. Right. But it, it, you know, there's some questions to be had there of like, was it even the van? Was it, you know, all the stuff, but let me yeah, play this. That's a little funky. Yeah. One last one before you do the, the, the countdown thing, okay. man, there's just so much stuff. I'm trying to like zoom through it. Yeah. The other weird thing was, and this was uh, Ford Fisher on Twitter did a whole thread. I don't know if you took a look at it, um, but just made it even more suspicious to me. Not that I think he, he even claims he doesn't know if it's related or not, but there were some alternative angles of the explosion that had not been seen before that popped up on anonymous YouTube accounts uh, by the name of S. McG. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I saw this. Which people have, yeah, so there's pretty deep rabbit hole of this S. McG YouTube account. Um, account was opened in 2014, only started posting in October, uh, looks connected to uh, 
some Irish stuff. Like a, he's only got a few videos and they're really bad and weird and creepy, um, but a lot of references to Ireland. And the one comment as of the time of Ford Fisher's reporting, um, the one comment on the entire channel where this brand new anonymous video of a new angle popped up was claiming to be the IRG, which is the Irish Republican Guard, which is sort of a remnant uh, militia uh, from the Troubles. Um, now, I don't know all the details about them. Don't I mean, look into the IRG, but they specifically posted on this account specifically claiming to not have responsibility for this attack. Mm. And it was just bizarre. Why would an Irish militia who, you know, I'm pretty sure the UK government considers a terrorist organization. Um, why would they come out and specifically not claim responsibility? Like who is going to think that somebody over there thought that they were going to be blamed for this. Um, and now I don't think it was the IRG, but it was just very suspicious. Just added a whole nother level of suspicion to the thing. The rise of Ireland. <laughs> World War three. Here we I come. Be careful, man. Those Irish uh, uh, nationalists uh, take it pretty seriously. Yeah, well, they, they got some. They were treated as sort of the first slaves in America, right? Yeah. Yeah. They were treated very poorly at the beginning of the. Uh, you know, the American uh, immigration boom, and they were treated very poorly by the British, even as early at, or as recently as the 90s and even on into the 2000s. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> so let me, let me, that's a whole other thing. I've, I've given my, uh, my history lesson on the troubles on past episodes. Okay. Let me get to this story or there's a story here, but I wanted to go ahead and and do it myself. This is a secret audio message before Nashville blast. And uh, I'm going to play it and I'll let people in the chat. If you haven't seen this or heard this, see if they can make it out. You know, it's, it's one thing to say or suggest uh, muddy audio, what they might be saying or, or, you know, what, what the audio might be saying, but mm -hmm. it's another thing to do kind of a blind test, but here's the, the, the audio in real time from the surveillance video. And listen carefully to that recording, which police, like you said, Phil, confirming now was coming from the RV. Let's roll it. the aftermath yeah so that that's the the real-time footage i it was in 1.5 speed earlier but i slowed it down for you uh but yeah if you can hear this evacuate now if you can hear this evacuate now over and over and over again and what this post here is claiming is that if you reverse the audio here you can hear a secret message now i did two versions of it uh tried to clean it up a little bit uh, use some filters and some denoisers some you know my audio audio file tricks and um so here's the first one 
reversed. Okay, so did it sound like anything to you there? You know, I couldn't really hear anything. Yeah, let me <clears throat> let me play this one. It's a little clearer. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Are you ready? Oh, Merry Christmas. Oh, that's weird, man. Yeah, so what there's what the people, some of these folks are suggesting is Are you ready, Merry Christmas? Yeah, so are you ready? Uh well, the the people that posted this, the Patriot Punk and the Citizen Free Press here article, they're suggesting that it said it will happen very quickly. Are you ready? It will happen very quickly. Are you ready? It repeats mm. that over and over. And then it says, are you ready for a Merry Christmas to all? The, the part that's really clear is Merry Christmas. Yeah. I don't know about the rest. Yeah, the, the Merry Christmas really Merry Christmas quite clearly. Yeah, that part's really bizarre. Let me play it again here. Are you ready? It'll happen very quickly. Are you ready? Or a Merry Christmas for all. Yeah. It's creeping me out, man. Stop it. <laughs> again, I don't want to listen to it anymore. It's, it's the end there. But yeah, that it is very bizarre. It is very strange. And uh, it could be one of these spiritual imprints, if anything. And, and uh, you know, it's just weird. <laughs> I don't know that there's any, like, I, I don't. Well, the- yeah. The one thing about it, uh, about the recording, is that it's is not a it's not a robot voice. Well, no. I don't think it's a robotic voice. No, no, it sounded like a. It sounds thing. like a professional person, like a professional voiceover person. Yeah, like it's. Too, I don't think it's a robot. Now I don't know. I could be wrong, but it sounds like whoever put this recording together. Really knew what they were doing. Are you, are you yeah, talking about? I mean, are you talking about the the backwards version or the forward version? The forward version. Okay, yeah, the forward version definitely sounds like a normal. It sounds person. like a. It doesn't sound like a Siri voice. No. Now maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But Hard to tell. yeah, but um, yeah, weird man, and you know, not and also just to mention again the fake gunshots at the beginning of the thing i mean they just wanted to scare people away what what was the youtube <coughs> account that had posted about it that you said s mcg s capital s capital m little c okay maybe g okay this this news report here from news channel five they're sourcing that account here for the video really yeah 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 it says yeah. chilling video before explosion courtesy youtube S McG. Yes, I did see that. I saw a screenshot of that. Okay. Yeah, it's weird, weird. man. That is this weird. S McG person is being used like on on news reports. 
Uh, maybe, maybe they're kind of, they're, they're part of some, you know, a quote unquote terrorist group. And somebody, somebody was like, Hey, yeah, we're going to, we're going to use you here. Yeah. Go ahead and weird. step aside. But yeah, <clears throat> I mean, the whole thing sounds like, and looks like a false flag. If there was anything oh, like a totally. false flag. This, this is, is not a lone wolf thing. This is, has no markers of a lone wolf thing. It, I mean, they're going to, they already are, and they're going to continue to paint it as a lone wolf anti 5G person. And as usual, they'll be u- using that to uh, further censor anybody who has anything else to say about 5G that isn't the official narrative. Now, I personally am not that worked up about 5G and and a lot of our listeners are and that's totally okay. I've got nothing against the 5G theories. Uh, there's just certain reasons why I don't buy all of them. Um, but uh, anywho, this will be used to further stigmatize people who go against the uh, the 5G narrative. Yeah, well, at the very least. If not more, if not just the oh, whole conspiracy oh, yeah, no, no, idea. side effect. I don't think it was for that. It's a nice little bonus. Right, right, right. But nice little bonus for the narrative. Yeah, for the mainstream, for sure. I'm just interested to see how governments in general will respond to something like this, especially if we have more. You know, this is one. Could there be other events more, like this yeah. across the country? No, it's possible. It's possible. Especially, and more than anything... I'm I'm disturbed by the psychological effects of this. Yeah. You know, whatever they wanted to take out in the AT&T building, they may or may not have done it, but the psychological effects on the population are irreversible. Yeah. Yeah, and so we uh we just wanted to bring it to you with the with as much info as we can. We're not coming to any conclusions other than likely a psyop. Uh, certainly at least a psyop psyops and we are in a hybrid war for sure so there you go that's uh that's the nashville boom and the reason for the show title weeping in nashville beneath the kind of a you know take on weeping and gnashing of teeth but i thought it was you know low-hanging fruit Nashville, you got it. Nashing, you nailed it. Yeah. Plus, I, I didn't want to necessarily loved it. I didn't want to necessarily put Nashville in the title, even though I did for no. some of the live stream. But I didn't Nashville has had a hard year, man. They didn't they have something crazy happen last year too? I don't remember. They've been hit a couple times over the past couple of years. I live in California, dude. It's like apocalypse <laughs> every day here. So I, <laughs> I can't point. I can't, I can't compare to uh, more rural places having having some issues, but yeah, we're all, right. all going we got to, uh, we got to keep moving. We're, yeah. I don't know what we're going to do. We got to skip oh, some I stuff know, or something. Let me get through some of this AI stuff very quickly here. Do Artificial it. Intelligence. You had your flippy update, updating us on a whole bunch of stuff regarding AI. Uh, here's mm-hmm. uh, well, AI tangent with the robots, but this is more specific to AI Reuters.com. Google told its scientists uh, scientists to, quote, strike a positive tone in AI research document. Oh, yeah. I saw this. Alphabet Inc.'s Google this year moved to tighten control over its scientific uh, scientists' papers by launching a sensitive topics review. And in at least three cases, requested authors refrain from casting its technology in a negative light, according to internal communications and interviews with research uh, researchers involved in the work. Don't be evil, Google. Yeah, 
they're evil. That's evil. <laughs> That's super evil. It's like, hey, yeah. can't say anything bad about AI. Our yeah, overlords. They got to lock down the messaging for yeah. AI. Yeah. No more of this questioning the ethics or no more of this, you know, anything but uh, complete praise of artificial intelligence. Yeah. And even more interesting, I think this is not being talked about enough here. The hill.com landmark artificial intelligence legislation should become law. And uh, it says here, oh, pop-ups, tucked away in the 4,517-page annual defense bill awaiting signature is an overlooked piece of legislation on artificial intelligence. Don't worry, America. It doesn't make every military weapon system autonomous or require brigades of robotic infantry. Instead, mm-hmm. it's a sensible 63-page plan establishing a civilian-led initiative to coordinate and accelerate investments into trustworthy, in quotations, artificial intelligence systems across the federal government. Why would they put trustworthy in, in quotations? Almost Quote, as, unquote, yeah, trustworthy. It just brings it, makes it more suspicious. In passing this legislation, the United States Congress has demonstrated that it collectively realizes that AI will be transformative and that urgent research and development is needed to ensure the United States remains the world leader in AI. Make no mistake, the National Artificial Intelligence Initiative Act of 2020, also dubbed as Division E of the National Defense Authorization Act, is the closest thing to a national strategy on AI from the United States to be formally endorsed by Congress. Uh, and it goes on. I won't go through the whole story here. You can do that. Go to canarycrownewstalk.com and get all the show notes and links to the stories we cover. Um, but uh, it's, it's, oh, let me just read this part here. The incoming Biden administration has an opportunity to foster an environment that encourages mm. innovation for technology companies and startups while doubling down on trustworthy research and development at NSFNIST and cabinet agencies to establish the necessary standards and guardrails for AI systems. So yeah, Biden's going to, going to do the work, the good work for the AI. So mm, great. Thanks. Yeah, good. <laughs> thanks Biden. <laughs> uh, and then one more quick uh, story here from AI. This is cbsnews.com. A crewless boat is recreating the Mayflower's 400 year old journey with the help of artificial intelligence. What? The Mayflower this carried- This sounds like a magic ritual or I something. Know, that's what I was thinking. That's why I brought up the whole idea of, uh, you know, empires not lasting more than an average of 250 years. Yeah. This type of oh, thing no. is definitely like, oh, the AI are here. It's the, the age of AI. Yeah. The well, you think about AI. the Puritans that came over on the Mayflower to escape uh, persecution. Right. Having AI make the same journey during the time where Google is saying, don't say anything bad about AI and Biden trying to pump up AI. So AI making the journey out of persecution and into the new world. Yeah. Yeah. The Mayflower carried some of the first European settlers across the Atlantic Ocean to North America 400 years ago this year. To commemorate the anniversary, another vessel is creating that voyage with the help of artificial intelligence. Quote, we don't know how it's going to go. It's going to make it. uh, Is it going to make it across the Atlantic? Software engineer and emerging technology specialist Rosie Licorice told CBS News Roxana Sabrari. 
fingers crossed that it does have a successful first voyage. Uh, so they've got all sorts of cameras. We've got global positioning systems on either side. Uh, what we, what it won't have, he said is people space. Instead, the ship will be guided by artificial intelligence designed by IBM. And, uh, thanks IBM. Thanks IBM. So all the stuff, uh, you know, all the things, the things, the machines, the eyes, the cameras, what are they, what you got to check the cargo on that thing, man. Yeah. It's going to be filled with contraband. Yeah. It says, uh, uh, let's see. Contraband, looks, contraband, contraband. It looks at its own cameras like eyes. It looks at the radar. It looks at all sorts of other sensors. It, then it charts its own course and it can deal with unique situations without any human input. We're simulating what she's seeing talking about the, the ship. Uh, and it goes on, but yeah, that's uh, yeah, maybe this is um, the beginning, the beginning of the end. It's the beginning of the end. Yes. It's the age of AI yeah. escaping persecution to thrive in the new world. Yeah. Yeah. So there All you right. go. That's uh, some quick AI updates to keep us abreast because I think 2021, man, it feels like some faster Does, progress. It doesn't sound like it's going to get any better. No, it doesn't at <laughs> all. Oh, by the way, I, I was, I, I totally forgot to mention this earlier when you were talking about the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. I was, uh, clicking around YouTube and watching like Mandalorian type videos. And, um, uh, I'm sorry. I have a garage door closing or something. It's distracting me. No um, worries. I can't hear it. Okay, good. Good sound gate. Uh, so <laughs> I was watching some stuff and there was a video called Mark Hamill reacts to the final episode of Mandalorian. So I'm oh, watching it and, and don't give anything away. No, no, I won't. I won't. I won't. Okay. And so it, there, there's, you know, Mark Hamill sitting there with his headphones and he's watching it. And when he reacts to things, he's going, eh, and like, just, I was like, what? That's how Mark Hamill reacts. I was fooled. It was a deep fake. They did one oh. of those deep fakes where actors oh. do the thing and then they put the mat, you know, like a deep fake thing over their face. I oh, it wasn't Mark it wasn't Hamill. Mark it was Hamill, a deep dude. fake of Mark Hamill. I was for like hmm. two minutes. I was like, whoa, Mark Hamill's kind of weird, dude. First off, <laughs> why does his mouth do that? It, well, no, no, no. I mean, none of that, none of that appeared to me. Like it, none of it oh, seemed you couldn't like spotted. No, at all. I couldn't, I couldn't tell. One. I was more like, why is he making that noise? He's a weird dude. Like, why, why does he talk like that? But then uh-huh. I'm like, wait a minute. And so I, you know, clicked around a little bit more and I realized, oh, it's a deep fake. So I think that's going to be a thing big time in 2021. We'll get yeah. to that, but we'll. We've mentioned, yes, we've mentioned it. And really, I mean, don't, this is not one of those things where we're like, oh, sometime in the future, you can't believe anything you see. Is right now, guys. Right now. Right now. You really need to not believe everything you see someone say uh because yeah and 2021 is absolutely again that i think you're right i think we'll, like we'll literally get into predictions later but yeah okay yeah well i'll save my thing for the prediction but go ahead uh, let's let's take a break real quick okay real quick break <clears throat> Okay, folks, we're going to take a very, very quick break. So don't go anywhere. But afterwards, uh, we've 
got some pandemic specials we got to talk about with some vaccine update um, and very important for the last show of the year there. But before we do that, we want to thank some of our producers. I'm going to skip a lot of the long winded preaching that I have about advertising and why it's ruining the world and uh, why you shouldn't get a robot a robot wife. Um, but uh, as you know, we are, we do not advertise on the show. We are not beholden to any corporate interests or corporate money allows us to talk about the things that we need to talk about. Instead, we are on the value for value model, which means we put out the show. We make it happen. We do it often. We do it well. And uh, if you want to be a part of the media revolution, the news revolution of the future, where no longer is your media, your content uh, funded by corporations and advertising agencies, you have a responsibility to invest in your own media future. Uh, and you can, or you can't, whatever it's up to you. If you like the way things are, that's okay. But, uh, we want to thank some of the people who have, uh, decided to take the future of their media into their own hands and become producers of Canary Cry News Talk. Um, we have the Patreon account, patreon.com slash ccnt. Uh, but don't worry. There's no producers to thank on the Patreon account. Instead, we'll go straight over to canarycryradio.com slash support. Canarycryradio.com slash support. That's right. CanaryCryRadio.com slash support has all sorts of uh, literature for you to read about why we're on the value for value model. But you can also become a producer there. There's PayPal options. You can become a pro monthly producer. Or uh, if commitment's not your thing, you can make a producership in any amount. There's also cryptocurrency and all sorts of fun stuff like that. Gantz, who do we have coming in? Today, we have a couple people to thank from PayPal. First, Jason B. Thank you, producer Jason B. Thank you very much, producer Jason. And next, we have Marsha M. Producer Marsha, thank you. And thank you very much, producer Marsha. And you make it possible for us to not have to transition into waffles. Everybody loves waffles. That's, that's right. <laughs> Everybody does love waffles, but we don't want to talk about it every show to get a paycheck. <laughs> exactly. Um, I do want to make a call out to producer Valerie and producer Kyle. We are waiting for your titles. They are our new knight and dame. Uh, yes. They we, met, we, we mentioned Kyle on the last show, still waiting Kyle and uh, Valerie uh, producer Valerie rather has let us know. She's been supporting us for uh, many years now and uh, sent us the accounting and she will be knighted. She will become a dame yes. uh, as soon as she gets us her information. And for those who uh, are unaware, we have the Canary Cry round table of knights and dames, uh, which is reserved for very special producers who uh, have, over a period of time um, or not, whatever the case may be, have supported the show in the amount of $1,000 or more. They get a very uh, special thank you from us and we'll be knighting them as soon as they send us their information. Yes. So thank you very much. Looking forward to that. Uh, you can also support the show with your time and talent. One of the ways is to send us jingles 
And uh, Martin B sent us this jingle to add to the collection of bidet jingles that I guess he put together earlier. This is bidet two. It's a bidet. Get me started. <laughs> that's a funny one. That's good. So, uh, that's a good jingle form. Yeah, jingle form. So anytime we have a story about a bidet, we will we will launch that jingle. So thank you for that. I do want to say real quick, I want to squeeze it in here because mm-hmm. he came in during the show. Um, producer Saul came in. Uh, oh, producer Saul. Yeah. Yeah. During the show, I figured since it was the last show of the year, we want to make sure to give him credit, at least in the year uh, that he produced the show. Yes. Yeah. Let me put that down so that I don't forget. Uh, and then we want to show you guys some art, which. Woo! Oh, here it is. One art, please. Okay. This art has some explaining to do. (laughs) So this is my producer, Allie. Yeah. Second youngest now known producer. It is a... uh, uh, now ahead. I have yeah. a little story. All so right. the art is uh, of Krampus, and uh, it's very good Krampus goat figure dancing around like a like a <laughs> like a like Krampus. a goat would. Yes, yes. And uh, the the text on this says crumping Krampus is crippled by cramps while eating a crumpet. Um, Of course, for those who don't know, Krampus is sort of the, I think it's like a Scandinavian, European, either way. Uh, It's like the opposite of Santa. If you're a bad little girl or boy, Krampus comes and takes you away instead of getting presents. Um, And, oh, I did a fun thing yesterday, Gons, which was I tuned in to a Canary Cry community meetup on Zoom. Oh, yeah. It was very cool. Apparently, this has been going on for a while. It was organized by uh, producer Ciara, and uh, it was radical, you know? They invited us to go say hi, show up to the meetup, and say hi to everybody and talk, and I came in a little late, but was able to make it to the Zoom meetup and had a great time. There was six or seven people in there by the time I got there. Um, And uh, I don't know. I don't know what else there is to say. It's just a wonderful time um, talking with all the people. I got to kind of put out some first comments on the the, uh, Nashville thing, Um, but I also got to just talk about other fun stuff talk about the bible talk about uh some of my my own childhood stuff and learned some stuff about some of the uh people there met producer charlie and producer Allie were there oh and um i forget exactly oh i was for some reason got on a, a tangent about uh crumping do you know what crumping is um Sounds okay. kind of familiar. It's a dance. Yeah, okay. A, a crump, crumping is a type of dance. It's sort of a started in inner city thing. And it's a very aggressive. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sort right. of a very aggressive uh, type of hip hop dancing. Yeah. Um, and of course, when I mentioned this and for summary, I can't remember why, but I was explaining crumping to the group. 
<laughs> some of the quality content yeah. uh, that I provide. And uh, then, of course, you know, our Canarians, they're fun-loving folk. And it just got on this whole tangent of uh, crumping and crumpus, eating crumpets, uh, getting cramps. And so this piece of art is directly <laughs> from that conversation on the Canary Cry community meetup on Zoom. And thank you very much, Allie, for rendering this bizarre... <laughs> side conversation into a beautiful piece of art um, of Krampus. I'm just picturing the CCP when they filter through all the content that people are leaving on zoom and they're, they're jumping on, Oh, we'll get to see what this Basil and all his, you know, Canarian people are talking about and they tune in and it's cramping Krampus is crippled by cramps <laughs> while eating a crumpet and they're going, Oh, yeah. What's that mean? Um, they're, they're probably trying to decode it, you know? Oh, anyway. yeah. No, there's, of course, hidden Illuminati messages in there <laughs> because I'm a CIA handler. And I'm seeing all the, uh, the, the, the people talking in the chat, thinking I'm getting it wrong, calling it crunking or crunk. No, I'm telling you, it's crumping. K-R-U-M-P-I-N-G. It's not crunk. That's its own yeah, it's thing. Crump, crumping. Google it. It's crumping. Yeah. Okay. I know my urban dances, my street, <laughs> my street dances. It's a free, expressive, exaggerated, and highly energetic movement. It, yeah. it really is kind of uh, it's an interesting form. Yeah. Um, never got yeah, into don't it. Don't question myself. my street smarts, folks. <laughs> I'll crump all over you. Oh. Okay, <laughs> that's that'll be the uh, we'll put a paywall the, up for that. That's one. the ice. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll have okay. you crumping and complaining about Wonder Woman eighty four at the same time. Ah, it'll be some your stage show quality bonus content. <laughs> okay, hit up the Patreon, everybody. Uh, okay, thank you very much, producer Ali, as always, and thank you to Jade Bouncerson for the timestamps on last episode. Very important to have yes. those timestamps on the YouTube video. Yes, and uh, real quick mention of Canary Cry merch perch. That's step That's on the right. I know. I always forget. I'm not used to that jingle yet. CanaryCryMerchPerch.com is producer run. Gons and I don't run it. Uh, CanaryCryMerchPerch.com is where you can get all your Canary Cry merch. And uh, a lot of it has artists' uh, art that's made it on the show. There's all sorts of cool shirts and gym bags and mugs and cool merch. It's a good, good place to go. Also, there's the pre-orders for the 20 2021 canary cry calendar which is so cool if you haven't heard about it a bunch of producers of the show got together guns and i had nothing to do with this um and they put together a canary cry calendar for 2021 it has all the notable dates uh for stuff that we mention on this show you know like the fake moon landing filming the uh well it's got and Gons and I's birthday on there, I think. It's got May Day. It's got, what are some other examples? I need to make sure to have an example list here. Um, but it's all the good stuff. Every All the dates that are relevant to the fringy Canary Cry uh, worldview, I guess, are on there. So you never miss an important day. Uh, 
and they are for pre-sale right now on CanaryCryMerchPerch.com. They're $20. So this is pretty affordable, uh, as is everything on Canary Crime Merch Perch. It's all sold at cost to keep the cost down for uh, our dear listeners. Um, but you do have an opportunity to tip the artist or the webmaster, which please do that. Uh, oh. Or I know I got it. I got the message. Um, but uh, I was we were reminded, Gons, to make sure and mention that there <laughs> that a fun aspect of the um, uh, pre-order for the 2021 Canary Cry calendar is that uh, producer Isaac was letting us know there is a pre-built in a 33 percent royalty for you and I, Gons. Fantastic! So, it has worked. Yeah, very. It's 33%. Just so everybody knows uh, that apparently we're in the Illuminati. Yes. And um, I, I wanted to mention, thank you for that producer dust and everybody that's uh, been involved with the calendar. It looks very, I'm really excited for it. I'm ready. I have a spot on the wall. I know we get calendar. little, we get little art updates once in a while. Very exciting. Yeah. And I, I'm, I, I am very sorry, but I totally forgot about Josiah when we were talking about oh. jingles. Josiah mm, yes. sent in, it's more of an ISO. Uh, but he was watching uh, the. Uh, he was watching a show, Arrested Development. Yes, and there's great a show. Character on there that said this. What do you expect, mother? I'm half machine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes, that's Buster. That he gets his hand bitten off by a seal. Sorry, spoiler alerts. And uh, he gets a hook as a replacement. Right. And he has a an existential crisis about being part <laughs> machine. <laughs> yes. So. There you go. Th- sorry about that, Josiah. I forgot about you in the in the earlier segment there. But uh, I think that's it for all the thanking and the the break. Are you? Is there anything yep, else? I'm ready. Let's let's wake on up. Yes, it's wake up time. Hey, y'all, wake up. All right. Okay. So what do we you got? Oh, we got this? the vaccine pandemic special here. Vaccine. 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 A pandemic special. Did you okay. want to read that note? that we got did you see that which one oh shoot and i meant to mention something else real quick yeah um if you want to attend a canary cry zoom meetup they do it once or twice a month um it's super fun i recommend you do it i'm gonna give you an email here and i'm gonna put it in the chat i've gotten permission to give away this email um if you want to be involved and invited to the meetups, the email is Ciara, C-I-A-R-A, Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N, 93. Lauren 93 at gmail.com. And send a uh, send an email to producer Ciara, and she will give you an invite to the meetup, the Zoom meetup. Um, so there you go. Please do that if you want to get involved. And yes, I am planning on, I'm not promising to attend every single one, but I had so much fun, uh, joining that one that I'm definitely going to do it again, multiple times in the future. Very cool. Um, okay. Sorry. There's that. What was the thing you forgot? Uh, I didn't forget anything. I was, I wanted to see if you wanted to read this email from Sigra, the beast, uh, oh, it just, just came in. 
Ooh, just came through. Yeah, let's do it. We'll kick off the Wack Chin segment. All right. This is from Sigra, the Beast. Ooh, she, this is the Mark of the Beast. Let's find out. Battling Gaunts. On you, I have not read this. I'm reading this cold, okay. so excuse me if something happens. Battling Gaunts, on your Twitch channel, I go by the name as Sigra, the Beast. And I wanted to let you know that I received the Moderna version. Oh, my gosh. Risky maneuver. A Moderna version of the COVID-19 vaccine on Christmas Eve. Wow. Merry Christmas. I am a frontline healthcare worker and x-ray technologist to be specific and was offered a chance to receive it in the first wave of healthcare workers here at Evergreen Health. Enclosed is a photo of the record card they gave me as proof. I can provide my driver's license if you need additional confirmation of my identity on the condition my real name and personal information is not made public. Oh, that's very legit of you to offer that to us we we may do that anyway i share this information with you in case you want any first-hand information on any possible side effects i might go through so far the only side effects i've noticed has been one the pain from the shot was more intense than than other vaccines i've received in the past it's day three after the shot and the pain is finally subsiding Interesting. That lines up with uh, what Bill Gates laughed about being a bad side effect, saying extreme pain. Yeah. What was it? <laughs> Whatever it was. Yeah. Laughing about how it caused extreme pain. Okay. Two, increased sensitivity to pain, heat, and cold. Chronic pains that I've had for a while and can normally tolerate hurt more than usual, but weren't overwhelming. My heat and cold tolerance were also off, as I'm normally able to handle both better than before the shot. This only lasted about a day. Oh my gosh. Energy drain. This was probably the most notable side effect I went through. A few hours after receiving the shot, I felt like I was drained I felt led real quick by the spirit guns. Uh, they did send us their uh, COVID card, which you might be tempted to show on the air, but I think it's I'm got their real to. name. Okay. I'm not going to because it has. Good. Just wanted to get ahead of that. Yeah. yeah. By 8 p.m. that evening, five hours after the shot, I had to crawl in bed because I just felt wiped out. I didn't wake up again until 9 a.m. Christmas Day. Wow. Let's see. What time did it? Yeah, okay. Oh, it didn't give the sleepy time, but apparently they slept a lot. On Christmas Day, I still felt drained, but not as much as the day before. It wasn't until today that I felt back to my normal energy levels, three days later. Mm. Beyond the three side effects I've listed above, there were no other side effects that stood out. If you're wondering why I would put myself at risk like this, the simple answer is that I'm the most expendable person in my group of family and friends. I'm divorced and childless. While my friends and family are all married with children, and since I was at the top of the list to receive the vaccine, given i'm a healthcare worker i was willing to place myself at risk so i could experience any side effects and other issues before my family and friends potentially put themselves at risk anyways i'll be willing to share any future effects i go through and any health problems that might occur as they happen i know i'll have to receive a second shot in 28 days after this one and I'm willing to share how that goes as well if you wish. If not, no worries. I just wanted to offer firsthand info about it. Sigra the Beast. Um, yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for this email. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people wondering why. Why would you do that? But you gave a little explanation there at the end. Sounds yeah. like you're, uh, you know, sort of a... a a guinea pig you're you're knowingly 
making yourself a guinea pig to test it out for your family and friends. And that certainly has uh, uh, some honorable aspects to it. So uh, good luck to you. So right off the bat, uh, the no adverse side effects is proving <laughs> yeah. to be false as we knew. Um, and yes, I would love for you to keep us updated Sigra on, um, on how that develops. Let us know everything, pay attention. And uh, yeah, I'd be curious. You are a health professional. So I wonder if you would be able to get, I don't know, maybe some like more, uh, uh, what is, I don't know, more, more, like, I don't know, get some blood work or something like figure, get, get some more information that maybe regular people wouldn't be able to get to maybe take a, Oh, you're an x-ray technician. Take an x-ray of the, of the place where you got the shot. See if there's a microchip in there. Oh, well, I was going to say, yeah, if you turn into a Nephilim, then, uh, we also want to still hear from you, but we might have to rebuke you or something. <laughs> yeah, we'll pray for you. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I would say all of us Canarians should be praying for Sigra. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, yes, th- I mean, that is certainly not a thing that I would do for my, <laughs> for my friends and family. Uh, so this is, this is certainly, like I said, it's got some honorable aspects to it. I, I will and mention, what do you think? any uh, notes? Uh, I will mention that I think this goes to show that the, the the concepts that this particular vaccine is the revelation 13 prophesied mark of the beast maybe a little bit you know maybe put to rest a little bit on that front at least for now and again people are saying oh it'll lead to the mark of the beast yeah but everything's leading to the mark of the beast the credit cards led right, to the mark of the beast. Right, we're so, in a system that is all leading to the mark of the beast. Yes. The all-seeing eye on your dollar bill uh, is just as much of a step towards the mark of the beast as a vaccine. Or <laughs> what, with the, given the notes that if the in, indeed, which I we believe is the case, there's not necessarily a microchip, and you don't have to sign a statement saying you rebuke the authority of Jesus Christ. Uh, which you will need to do with the real mark of the beast. Um, it's certainly a step. I understand that logic and there's, but we're taking steps that way as a system and as a society every day, unfortunately, not to yeah. say that it's right, but uh, it's, it's a, it's a much bigger in scope than just getting a shot. Yeah. And I did actually, I'll mention it here on Twitter and on YouTube. I posted a poll and on YouTube, it was, is the mRNA vaccine the biblically prophesied mark of the beast? And your options were yes, and people who take it cannot be saved. In other words, go to hell. No, but it's still concerning, and I don't trust it. And no, I'm pro-vax. And uh, <laughs> not surprisingly, the uh, no, I'm pro-vax got 2%. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, the answer yes, that it is the mark of the beast, 15%. The oh. majority, 83% of the oh. 4,136 votes, that's a lot of votes, uh, uh-huh. went to no, but still concerning, and I don't trust it. So 83% of you out there that watched the channel that voted on this post said that it is not the mark of the beast, but still concerning. And on Twitter, I actually had a secondary part of that. If you answered yes to the, to the question, is it the mark of the beast? The, if you answered yes, then the next question was, then are they going to hell? Whoever takes this vaccine, are they going to hell? 
right. and are they irredeemable? And 47% of the people, 78 people said yes to the first question and 47% of that. So half the people said, yes, the people who take the MRNA vaccine are going to hell. Um, hmm, but surprisingly, 40% said they changed their mind that now that they, th- that now option that was given placed, that question. Yeah. Now that that question was placed in front of them, that, uh, they changed their mind that it's not, maybe not the mark of the beast. So, yeah, well, and that's the thing. And uh, we're already, we've already people. done this discussion. We've already done the triggering, yeah. but, uh, well, yeah, we'll, we're going to treat every time we talk about this, we're going to trigger people, <laughs> I know. but it's good to know that it's only 15%. Yeah. <laughs> this is a loud yeah. 15%. That's what and I was going to okay. say. Yeah. It's a Look. very loud and boisterous 15%, but yeah, they're the ones we'll just, that are going to say something. We'll most finish people, this and move on yeah, by reiterating. Yeah. The biblical description of the mark of the beast includes many aspects of whatever this mark is more than you won't be able to buy or sell. But people love to talk about the buy or sell thing, um, referring to, you know, you won't be able to go to the store without a vaccine. You can still get stuff online, but whatever, even if that is the case, if there is not an oath uh, rejecting Jesus Christ attached to the mark of the beast, then it's probably not the mark of the beast. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's interesting that you phrased your poll that way because yeah, technically if someone thinks the vaccine is the mark of the beast and someone gets the vaccine, then they are for certain hellbound. Yeah. And so that's, you know, I, th- I think that's interesting how there was a little bit of a turnaround there in your poll. Yeah, no, it was good to see that. But then, uh, you know, of course, there's always like like you said, it's a loud m- minority that post and comment and and do that kind of thing. So yeah, it, it it almost makes me think if there is an element of a a psyop even there to try to make this community just come off as even more intense about some of the views. A little bit. Yeah, maybe. But, I don't know. Uh, again, and I'm not even. I'm hey. If you uh, hold the position that it's the mark of the beast, make your decisions based on that. That's I totally empower you to do that. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not, not against. To, yeah, I'm not, not against trying to make you get openness. the vaccine. <laughs> we no, that's, always, that's, that's whenever we talk about this, they always <laughs> yeah. think we're trying to tell them to get the vaccine. <laughs> yeah, I know that's not what we're saying at all. But you know that's what's going to happen. But let's let's go through these stories real quick because we're let's a little it. short on time. But let's just do the let's just play the clip. It'll speak for itself. We have a clip. I thought so. You're supposed to have a clip for this Fauci thing. There's a whole clip I sent you. Oh, you sent me a clip? Yeah, it was on Signal, though. Oh, okay, hold on. That's actually it, It's summed the whole up. thing up in a clip. It, uh, it's a CNN. Oh, okay. Here, uh, read the headline there, and you then I'll You, you want it. me to do the, the elevator music again? Yeah. Yeah, pull it up. You should be easy to find it. Uh, this was actually reported. The one you have here is on theblaze.com. Fauci admits to deceiving the public about herd immunity because he wanted more people to get vaccinated. Oh, excuse me. Show burps coming up. Um, that's funny. That was a great blaze headline in a startling interview with the New York times. Dr. Anthony Fauci, head of the government's coronavirus tax task force admitted that he did not level with the American people about how many people would need to be vaccinated in order to achieve herd immunity because he didn't think the public was ready to hear his true thoughts, which he feared might discourage people from getting vaccinated. Yeah, that's why he also told us he vaccinated Santa Claus. Uh, the- <laughs> well, the other thing, did you notice that, uh, and people are talking about this, um, but the, uh, so Fauci gets the vaccine on TV 
Ah, why can't I get this article to uh, Fauci gets the vaccine on the TV on his left arm. And then when he's talking about it later on about how, oh, you know, it's a little soreness in the arm. He points to his right shoulder. <laughs> yeah, he points to the wrong shoulder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of weird. Just just pointing it out. Not saying, yeah. uh, but, you know. Did you find it? Because I'm gonna I'd, try to find it real I'm, quick. I'm trying it's to find it. It's a clip. It's, it's all. I know. Up in it's. One clip. I know. But you. It's an Apple. Hold on. Hold on. It's hold an on, Apple so news getting, link that you gave me. So it's not the easiest thing. I'm getting to, it. I'm getting uh, it for explains you. Explains why Doctor Fauci explains why. Blah blah blah. Here it is. I found it. Copy. You found it. Okay. Which, by the way, I think the World Health Organization changed their definition of. They did. I wanted to mention that too, because uh, we've been following this. Yes, we've been following this trend all through 2020 where uh, they're not not just the World Health Organization, but Webster's Dictionary and all sorts of uh, other outlets are actively changing definitions of things uh, just to, you know, in real time to to uh, craft the narrative and change the narrative coming from uh, outlets they don't agree with. Yeah, so this is a four-minute clip. So we'll, I don't know exactly what part of the clip you wanted me to play. But. Eh, just to start at the beginning. It they'll, would take 70 to 75%. Then when newer surveys said 60% or more would take it, I thought I can... Okay, all right. So she's summarizing the discrepancy of what Fauci said. So... Right. Uh, yeah. Let me. Uh, okay. I'll start it right in the United States. Here's what you said. You said when polls said about when polls said only about half of all Americans would take a vaccine. I was saying herd immunity would take 70 to 75 percent. Then when newer surveys said 60 percent or more would take it, I thought I can nudge this up a bit. So I went to 80, 85. And then you go on to say that it may be as high as 90 percent. So my question is, why weren't you straight with the American people about this to begin with? No, no, actually, Dana, I don't think it can be interpreted as being straight or not. We have to realize that we have to be humble and realize what we don't know. These are pure Uh estimates and the you need to do that that i made 70 75 percent it's a range the range is going to be somewhere between 70 and 85 percent the reason i first started saying 70 75 i brought it up to 85 that's not a big leap to go mm-hmm. from 75 to 85 it was really based on calculations and pure extrapolations from measles measles is about 98 oh, percent effective vaccine the Always COVID-19 measles. vaccine is about 94, 95. Let, let me mention too, because I know that they had the, the, uh, the, the, you know, they talk about measles all the time, the number of deaths. And I get the population was way less back in, you know, before the 1960s, but it infected a whole lot of people for sure. It was like two to 3 million people infected each year in America, but the death rate was like 400, 400 yeah, to 500. It was a cutesy thing. Yeah, it, it was wasn't cutesy much. like the chicken pox. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, it was just a thing that sometimes kids got. And yeah, you know, of course, it's it's a disease. It's a little dangerous. Some people do, uh, you know, suffer ramif- complications. long-term ramifications from that, just like the chicken pox can be dangerous. Yeah. Not saying the measles are nothing, but it was a cutesy disease. That's why, uh, you know, uh, Shirley Temple sang songs about it. <laughs> It and, and all these cutesy little childhood songs. And the other thing to bring up is that recently, because of COVID-19, because everyone's so focused on COVID, 
there's been like a mini outbreak of measles in certain places uh, across the yeah, country. The because Jewish <laughs> orthodoxy. And he'll mention yeah. that. Keep okay. playing this clip. When you get below 90% of the population vaccinated with measles, you start seeing a breakthrough against the herd immunity. Mm-hmm. People starting to get infected like we saw in the upper New York state and in New York City with the Orthodox Jewish group when we had measles outbreak. So I made a calculation that COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2, is not as nearly as transmissible as measles. Mm -hmm. Measles is the most transmissible infection you can imagine. So I would imagine that you would need something a little bit less than the 90%. That's where I got to the 85. But I think we all have to be honest and humble. Nobody really knows for sure. But I think 70 to 85 percent for herd immunity for COVID-19 is a reasonable estimate. And in fact, most of my epidemiology colleagues agree with me. Yeah, of course. Why would we believe you now after you just keep (laughs) saying it's ridiculous? And he did the same thing with masks. He did the same thing with lockdowns. He does the same thing with uh, herd immunity. Moving the goalposts so bad and so obvious is it now that CNN is bugging him about it. CNN is bugging him. And you know why CNN is bugging him? Because even people who watch CNN are starting to wake up to the chicanery, the nonsense, uh, where this guy comes out and uh, makes claims that he says, if you don't believe what I'm saying, you're a crazy right-wing white supremacist conspiracy theorist. Wear your mask, do your this, do your that, and then we he gets called out on it he says oh no i'm just a scientist we gotta follow the data we gotta do the blah 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 it's it's obvious now and they would not i mean you heard the beginning of this clip this woman on cnn is is she's grilling him She's grilling him. Now, of course, I realize that it could, you know, it's obviously a show, but they wouldn't be making that show if CNN's listeners weren't starting to complain about it. Right. So people are really starting to wake up across the board uh, to how ridiculous uh, this. I'm not even look, whatever you think about Fauci. I'm not even saying he's the devil or the antichrist or the this or the that, whatever. He's just a guy who has a questionable track record and is uh, continuously, repeatedly been found exaggerating, lying, changing the goalposts, all in an attempt to A, control the population and B demonize those who don't believe everything he's saying and people are waking up and it's it's uh, he's and he knows it and CNN knows it and uh, you know I've talked to a lot of people who consider themselves Democrats and liberals and they're on the same page so this guy's losing his footing he's a mountain goat who's losing his footing (laughs) there's your next piece of art Charlie. There you go. Fauci yeah. is a mountain goat <laughs> losing his footing. Um, yeah. Speaking of moving goalposts, there's a couple things to point out here. Just some headlines so we can get through this quickly. Yeah. You zoom through these, I think. Uh, Newscientist.com. Well, I guess this is from February. I didn't even notice that. Uh, well, that just shows that it's been happening all along. Right. Ancient viruses buried in our DNA may reawaken and cause illness. Okay. Be afraid. Be very, Be very afraid. afraid. But, you know, more recent times here. Oh, giant paywall. 
LA Times. I, I can't see the, the article, but the, the headline is LA County is probing whether a new, more contagious COVID strain is spreading locally. And that new strain thing has also hit Japan and other countries here. Uh, English.kyodonews.net. Japan to halt new entry from around the world amid new virus variant. And uh, Japan will suspend new entry into the country of non-resident foreign nationals from around the world from Monday through late January as a precautionary step against the new, potentially more transmissible coronavirus variant. The government Ooh. said Saturday as it confirmed the first domestically transmitted case. And again, there's just the government saying this. So why should we believe it at all? Well, you better get your vaccine, Gons. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so yeah, the whole, we covered some of the whole variant thing in the last episode, at least in the UK, how Boris ran with, uh, <laughs> you know, taking things out of context from a presentation and running with mm-hmm. it and locking down and all this kind of stuff. Um, but I, I do uh, a couple things as I, I kind of want to go on a little rant here to wrap okay. up the show and then we'll get into predictions and then we'll finish it off here. Man, it's getting, is this a different late. rant from the last time? Yes, this is different. Okay. New rants, new so, guns rant. Everybody buckle your seatbelts. <laughs> it's going to get rowdy. Um, so I, I, I talked to somebody on Twitter who emailed me afterwards and I'm going to email him back here. His name is Joe. And, um, he had a father-in-law pass away from, from COVID-19. And so, and he, and him and his wife had been treated very poorly by the truth community saying like, oh, you're, he, he didn't die of COVID-19. He's, you know, it's a fake death, not fake death, but you just, people are, have not been very nice to him and his wife who obviously losing a family member is devastating. Mm-hmm. And, um, he was, uh, I think he was in his seventies. So he was an older gentleman. Um, so I just want to throw out there that just be careful when you start throwing around some of these theories and, and sentiments that are out, out there about the virus because people have been affected by it. Maybe not directly. Maybe there is even deception in how you know, the, the medical professionals were reporting what was happening. And actually, mm-hmm. his story had to do with you know, the medical professionals weren't giving him the kind of treatments that we know they have and stuff like that. It, it would make me very angry if I was in their position. But keeping that in mind, I've been in this debate with this guy on Twitter, the real truther who's been saying all kinds of stuff. He's, you know, defending against uh, anti-science and anti-vaxxers. And he boasts about how he's been debunking anti-vaxxers for a decade and all this kind of stuff. And uh, I've been kind of going back and forth for a couple of days. And he made this mention that the 330,000 deaths by COVID-19 is indisputable and uncontroversial fact. Okay. That's what he said. So I said, no, it's not. He's been watching CNN too much. It's not indisputable and it's not uncontroversial. And my response was documented the CDC, the world health organization, the NCHS and the DOH, the the department of health. And Mm -hmm. I just want to run through this real quick because I think this might help people just have a little ammunition in terms of a conversation if they're talking to skeptics about this and this and mm-hmm. I brought up Joe because I feel like this type of information is something that if if I had a family member died I couldn't see them in the hospital and they passed away during this past year I mm-hmm. this is the kind of information I would bring up to the medical professionals that I had direct contact with and ask questions you know what I mean so the, not to stir things up but this is uh, what I said 
uh, I said, no, it's not the, you know, indisputable, all that stuff. There was 80,000 deaths reported from the flu in the 2017, 2018 season. Two years later, they reduced that number to 62,000. And uh, the CDC, NCHS, the WHO all admit that counting is inaccurate. And so, number one, the ICD-10 codes, which are used to uh, count the deaths, it's not an exact science. This is exactly what it says on the CDC website. COVID-19 deaths are identified using the new ICD-10 code, which they're going to upgrade to the 11 code in, in this next year, I think, or 2022, I think. When COVID-19 is reported as a cause of death or when it is listed as a probable or presumed cause, the death is coded as U07.1. This can be included. Uh, this can include cases with or without laboratory confirmation. Oh, okay, whoa. we've talked yeah. about this before, but I so want to highlight it again. You don't actually need to scientifically prove no. that COVID was even around. No, this is what's crazy wow. about this. Okay, see, that's new. I I have not heard that before. That it doesn't even need laboratory con- uh, confirmation. Right. So the ICD-10. The two common, this is from Wikipedia, two common complaints in the U.S. about the ICD-10-CM are one, the long list of potentially relevant codes for a given condition, which can be confusing and reduce efficiency, and two, the assigned codes, uh, assigned codes for seldom seen conditions. So, you know, they just, they have a huge list of stuff, and sometimes I think the practitioners or whatever, they don't know exactly what to do with all of them. <laughs> Um, What's the EG there? Go back. Go back. Okay. The EG in that uh, in oh that yeah thing yeah. you had up. Okay. Struck by cow. Yeah. Yeah. Struck by cow. <laughs> Initial encounter. Uh, so there's a code and this says struck by cow. Initial encounter and and there's another code. Burn, Burn due, due to water due skin to on water fire. skis on fire. <laughs> that's funny. Initial encounter. So yeah, I mean, again, there's there's stuff on the list that's like okay, that's interesting. Number two, mm-hmm. the way death certificates are reported are subject to human error slash uh, misclassification. Uh, and this is directly from the CDC website. I have a link up. Why are pneumonia and influenza deaths included in this report? Remember, we were talking about some of the charts and how they had influenza and pneumonia, and it was very right. confusing. It said yeah. pneumonia and influenza deaths are included to provide context for understanding the completeness of COVID-19 mortality data and related mm. trends. Deaths due to COVID-19 may be misclassified as pneumonia or oh. influenza deaths in the absence of positive test results. <laughs> and and oh pneumonia or influenza may appear on death certificates as a comorbid condition. They just wow. straight up say it. The, the CDC yeah. straight up says, hey, it could be mis- mislabeled. So uh, just, yeah, don't, don't, you know, bury it in the website so no one sees it. In uh, the absence of positive test results. <laughs> that is yes. such a funny little tweak they made. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, in a non lab confirmed cases, they are taught to determine how likely it was COVID 19 based on, quote, compelling within a reasonable degree of certainty. Okay, so here's here's mm-hmm. a here's a couple things. So, it takes extra time to code COVID nineteen deaths, while eighty percent of deaths are electronically processed and coded by NCHS within minutes. Most deaths from COVID nineteen must be coded by a person, which takes an average of seven days. Why? Why are they making just COVID nineteen like uh, mandatory for hmm. a person to to code the death? I don't get yeah, that. that. Like, is why? Interesting. Why, just uh, more human error, potential for human error or 
uh, manipulation. And then oh, Gans, a quick alert real quick sure. on the YouTube, on your face, like the sun YouTube channel. Uh, oh, it just moved. The current viewers on that channel is 665. Okay, good. <laughs> Dodged it. Uh, of course I'm talking about this people. Oh, Oh, now it went to 667. Ah, oh, good. Yeah. Right. Holy <laughs> okay. spirit. Skipped it. Holy spirit covering me. All right. Sorry, um, okay. Going. So CDC, Again, this is a CDC website. Uh, COVID disease deaths are identified using the ICD-10 code U07.1. Um, uh, the, when uh, deaths are coded to U07.1 when coronavirus disease 2019 or COVID-19 are reported as a cause that contributed to death on the death certificate. These can include laboratory confirmed cases as well as cases without laboratory confirmation. I mentioned that earlier. If the certifier suspects COVID-19 or determines it was likely, parentheses, example, the circumstances were compelling within a reasonable degree of certainty, that's mm-hmm. a judgment call on the Compelling certifier. enough that they want the, the cash for the COVID <laughs> right. death. They that's can pretty report, compelling. They can report COVID-19 as probable or presumed on the death certificate. Okay, so mm. it's a judgment call. And then the last sentence, COVID-19 is listed as the underlying, uh, underlying cause of death. Uh, uh, wait, hold on. Is listed as the underlying cause on the death certificate of 92% of deaths. So I mentioned that because um, that, that's, like a, that's something you'll hear. Like, oh, yeah, I know. I know it says that they, you know, they can maybe make a judgment call on if they're not lab certified, but 92% of the death certificates say that COVID was the underlining or underlying cause. Okay. So I got ahead of it and I looked up what some of the uh, provisions were for underlying cause. And according to a document by the department of health, this is straight from the, their document here. Uh, it's, <laughs> I, I'm not going to read the whole thing cause it's pretty crazy, but it says, uh, determining, determining the underlying cause of death. Um, so a physician records it, it, it the reason why they have it. And the reason why it's so complex is because they want to have the ability to record, you know, the multiple causes or you know, multidimensional mm-hmm. thing. You yeah. know, death is not very you know, simple when it comes to, you know, how people die or whatever. Right. And it says here, a common situation where the initiating causes as reported might not be selected would be where the initiating cause would not cause a subsequent condition. For example, if the certifier recorded that the, the decedent uh, had chronic hypertension, which led to lung cancer, that led in turn to widespread metastatic cancer, the rules for underlying cause determination would not allow concluding that hypertensive disease caused lung cancer. In an example like this, the condition selected as the underlying cause would be lung cancer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically saying like if you had chronic hypertension, hypertension that, that caused lung cancer. cancer, and then that caused metastatic cancer, and then you died then the underlying cause of death wasn't chronic or, you know, you shouldn't right. label it chronic hypertension. You should label it lung cancer. Okay. Yeah. So that makes sense. But then <laughs> in this big paragraph uh, at the very end of the document, it says the accuracy of reporting medical conditions on death certificates has been the subject of concern. Some mm-hmm. studies have established that for important numbers of cases, the causes of death reported on death certificates do not accurately reflect 
the decedent's true cause of death. The discrepancies may be due to lack of training on the part of the physician, lack of ready access to the full history of the decedent when certifying the death, difficulty in identifying the correct diagnosis, or a desire to suppress the true cause of death in the interest of patient privacy. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> so they're basically what? saying they're basically saying that that they're there allowed are issues, to basically lie. They're they can lie for the interest of patient privacy. I, wow. I mean, I couldn't I, I couldn't believe this was like actually published in like public documentation from the Department of Health. Yeah, I mean, boiling it down, <laughs> taking away some of the subtlety, they're saying yeah, you're allowed to lie on death certificates. Yeah, yeah, and it goes wow. on here. Uh, just real quick, uh, people typically die from complications of the flu, not the flu itself, using the flu as an example here. If a person with the flu develops severe pneumonia and is taken to the ER, they are treated for the pneumonia and are usually not tested for flu. If they die, the attending or ER physician would probably not know that flu was the underlying cause without right. a lab confirmation and therefore would not include it on the death certificate, which leads to the, and they're not testing for flu. Cause why? Cause it's flu's just, eradicated. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently this year, <laughs> which leads to the undercount for flu as an underlying cause. This is one of the reasons why NCHS mortality reports typically combine pneumonia and influenza. This combined number does not accurately represent the number of deaths due to the flu either. It would be an overestimate. Very important. It would be an overestimate as not all pneumonia deaths are caused by the flu. Uh, so, I mean, it goes into, uh, and then it just mentions how one of the favored, you know, the good things about this is that it gives you a general idea. And, uh, you know, because it tends to fluctuate, it gives you kind of a, a theme for the year, so yeah. to speak. But, well, uh, it, yeah. And you combine the fact that they're legally allowed to lie on a death certificate with the incentivization that the they get paid more because of a COVID case. Yeah. That makes it really hard. Look, I mean, I know that's pretty conspiracy theory e, but in a court of law, if somebody is lined up that much uh with the crime, doesn't necessarily prove that they did it, but certainly builds a pretty good motive. I mean, I'm just putting their words out there. That, I'm not, yeah, I'm not that's trying what I'm saying. to, that's not, that's not conspiracy theory. That's just on their website. I know. I know. That's why it's just craziness that me, I'm just a guy, you know, I'm not, I'm not a professional medical person, so I'm not, you know, I'm only looking at this through what's available publicly, but even still I'm able to find these discrepancies and these things mentioned in the professional documentation that would suggest that it's very easy to fake this. Yeah. You know, and if there was incentive, wow. not just financial, but societal, then yeah. they can definitely if, do it. <laughs> I mean, it boils down to if in some crazy world, the American health uh, industry was was concerned at all about money, if they were. In a crazy world in which our sort of screwed up American health system cared about making money, uh, then they certainly would have a perfect lineup to make as much money as they wanted legally uh, by taking advantage of the rules set forth in front of them. Yeah. And 
obviously, if you think about big pharma, they don't make money unless there's a, a sick population. You know, you yep. got to keep that in mind. And so and they benefit course, from that. We, we know I was being tongue in cheek. The American health industry right, right. Yes, is <laughs> almost, almost entirely preoccupied with making money. Yeah. Yeah. And so even this vaccine, these companies, Moderna, Pfizer, they were paid billions up front. They made their money. And now they, uh, you know, now they have, uh, this jab out there that's going to supposedly end this pandemic, quote unquote, when uh, really what's what's really going on, you know, so I, I just keep a critical mind, folks. And and um, yeah, this is the kind of information I would present. I mean, I don't know. I don't think Joe and his wife are going to do anything like that. But if it was me, <laughs> and I was finding out all this stuff. I'd be like, OK, wait a minute. Let me talk mm, to the something. guy who labeled, you know, my father in law's death certificate. Right. The guy who signed yeah. it. Let me talk to him, you know? So yeah, uh, yeah I just, uh, it, it makes me angry, but it's, uh, hopefully it's, it's a righteous kind of anger and, and all will be, all will be revealed eventually. Right. The, the well, luckily we get to that. rant about it on the internet. Yeah, well, for right now, let's see how long that <laughs> yeah, lasts. For now. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. This is no conspiracy theories here, man. We just read what they got on their own website. Okay, folks. What do you think? Should we land this plane? We got to get you out of here. Yeah. Just real quick. Let's do uh, predictions for 2021. You got something? Mm. I'll write it down. So we have a, a, a record here. Yeah. I think there will be a well-known uh, pub. You know, there will be a, a, a deep fake that comes from, I'll say, I, I want to say the president, but I, I want to nah. say I, whoever the president is. There will be a very convincing deep fake that causes a lot of trouble and will be, uh, it'll be a big problem. Man, I was going to, I was kind of going to want to go with the that. The problem one. is we've both been talking about <laughs> that for years. I know. I was actually going to. That's gonna, okay. That can go in the book for both of us. Yeah, sure. I was going to maybe say like Biden's going to die and they're going to just do deep fake of Biden for a while. Ooh, deep fake president. Yeah, well, that's definitely taking it to the next level. I know it is. Um, yeah, but that's I, kind of doing the prices right. One hundred and one dollars. <laughs> wow. Okay, um, only prices right fans will get that joke. <laughs> I, I I get it. I understand what okay. the thing was. All right. You just uh, yeah, you up it a dollar instead of going the full way, so you can. Oh, yeah. don't tell them. Oh, all right. Don't tell them the secret and how to win the prices right. <laughs> Um, I will go with, and, and we can do this every year until it happens. I will go with major, uh, alien announcement, whether it Ooh. be there, oh, some kind of existence, yeah. or life, any life you do in any life in space. I don't know. I'm, I'm leaning towards some kind of intelligent life, but I feel like they're going to start coming up with a, a narrative that is, uh, you know, more of a, like an ancient, not ancient aliens per se, but something along those lines of an ancient intelligence, um, some kind of proof that will really push that narrative out there. Yeah. Okay. All so right. I'll, I'll so put some uh, sort of life in quote unquote outer space. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. I, I want to make sure Ciara is uh, mentioning the knife contest. So let's not end the show without, uh, giving yes. the details on that. Okay, are we just doing one? I think um I think the first home 
uh, robot butler. Like walking robot will be uh, commercially available uh, at like a, you know, no, you know what? I take that back. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't take it back. I'm trying to decide if, uh, ow, I just smacked my own face. Uh, I'm trying to decide if I want to go with, uh, like all Uber eats drivers are robotic or not. <laughs> now I'll say the, the first sort of, uh, walking robot Butler will be available commercially. And I think the price will be set between five and $10,000. Oh, you're putting a price tag on there too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he, cause you can get them now, but they're like $30,000. Uh, I think so they'll become more, more available. All right. I'll go one more. I'll go with, um, it's gotta be specific. Cause if I have these general ones, like, Oh, they're going to have more cyborg type stuff. It's gotta be like, Implantable? no, I'm going to say, um, wearable, you kind of did this a year or two ago, but I, I'm going to go like, I'm going to go with a, a wearable technology is going to become very popular. Some kind of, um, you uh, mean like a, not an Apple watch or no, a no, no. I think it's going to be like a skin type stuff, like oh, an AI skin, uh, like a, you know how like NBA players kind of like a patch maybe, but you know how NBA players have like that arm armband yeah, yeah, thing they, type they gotta stuff cover their cover stuff. arm yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like that but it's going to have some kind of uh cybernetic stuff in it ai in it that measures uh, you know data so i'll say fashionable uh, probably yeah just to add to that not to make it my prediction but it'll probably have something to do with like detecting covid in your blood or something yeah everything's detecting covid oh, yeah my car um, and then an, an obvious one, I think, uh, I think that, uh, this is not even that cool of a prediction, but I, uh, definitely there'll be some sort of vaccine passport widely, ah, yeah. uh, mandatory. Yeah. I mean, these are, that's, that's not, we need uh, more, <laughs> we need everybody's more, we need more wild ones. No, I, I like, think the deep fake president. I think yeah, that'll deep happen. Fake president I mean, we've been talking one, about yeah. that, but I think 2021's the year. Yeah, I really feel like that's, if it hasn't happened already, it's going to be a much more controversial deep fake yeah. president. And video. I'm not talking like, you know, somebody puts it out there to prove it's possible. I mean, I think whoever the president is, there's going to be a video that comes out. Uh, and it, it'll be posted on like a s official or semi-official outlet and people are going to think it's real and it's going to cause some huge problem. What was that Biden video where he says he's a, what did he say? He, he's there a, was a weird Biden sort of deep fakey video. Not deep not, fake, but just recently, I think you sent, you're the one that sent it to me. It was some like video of Biden saying something from back in the day and comparing himself to a black man or something. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. I meant to actually put that in the show today, but yeah, it was back when Biden was just got into Congress. Um, he was 29 years old. This Ooh. dude has been a career politician forever. Wow. And yeah, he's, he just basically admits to having sold out to become Congress. And he said he was like the token black man or the token woman because he's 29 and in Congress. I'm the token black man in Congress. Like, oh, no, Biden, what a crazy thing to say, dude. 
<laughs> he's just been putting his foot in his mouth for 50 years. I can't believe he's made it this far. Well, with the help of some very favorable people, anything is yeah. possible. That's his turn. <laughs> I guess. That's how that party works, man. You wait your turn. Any, uh, any celebrity uh, death predictions? No. Always celebrity no, deaths. No, I don't know. Nah. <laughs> I don't even know. I've lost track of celebrities. I know. There's for, been a lot of... Well, yeah, what is a celebrity now? Yeah. It's, it's a very different thing than it Hollywood's was Hollywood's dead, man. Yeah, Hollywood is dead. Uh, All right. Okay. I think we, we're good. We got to get you out of here, man. I do. I, I got to get good. out. Yeah, I, I think those are legit. Okay, real quick, an update for the Canary Cry knife giveaway. A custom knife created by producer Nigel. We said that uh, uh, this was our sort of planning issue. We said that you had through today's show to do your post. What it is is a social media blitz. There's been some confusion, so we're going to give you one more chance, and you have till the end of the day today to get your uh, entries in. Producer Nigel builds custom knives, and he uh, has been so generous and offered one to a very lucky Canary Cry listener. And the way to win, I'm going to say this, and you got to follow the directions. You can't try to not do it the right way or else you won't make it into the drawing you uh, make a social media post on a social media platform um, and you must link a piece of canary cry radio or canary cry news talk audio uh, content link out it could be a video on the youtube it could be a podcast it could be a this could be a that you know somebody sent my twitter profile picture uh they texted it to a friend and tried to make that be a an entry that doesn't count it has to be a, a content that somebody could click on and discover the show uh you post that on your social media um or you know a group of friends or something like that and you must hashtag this is another point of confusion you must go hashtag canary cry news talk that's important because we got to be able to find your post um so do it on a social media if it's twitter if it's facebook or whatever else is out there um post a link or a piece of canary cry news talk or canary cry radio content that somebody can discover the show with and uh, hashtag canary cry news talk and we will uh, and for every post that you do that on you will receive uh, a, an entry into the drawing uh, for the canary cry knife drawing uh, custom knife created by nigel uh, producer Nigel, sorry. And we will be announcing that on social media. You have until, what is it? It's five o'clock on the 27th Pacific Standard Time. Let's make it midnight. You have until Okay. You have until midnight <laughs> on the 27th. And we will announce it uh, because we need to get you in contact with producer Nigel so he can uh, make it custom, get some custom deets for you. And if you really want to make sure that your, your uh, entry 
gets counted. Uh, take a screenshot and send it over to uh, canarycryradio at gmail.com. There you go. You've got six more hours, folks. Get in on in there. Um, okay. Anything else, Gons? I think that's it. Thank you for this year. 2020 has been quite the year. Yeah, this is great. We've done it. And uh, remember to tune back in. When did we decide the first show of 2021 will be? Uh, let's see. Let we me... got to take the rest. So your wife's getting an operation. We got to yeah. take a week off. <clears throat> yeah. It'll be. The fourth? I think the fourth. I think we'll be back think on the, the fourth. fourth. Yep. Okay. Monday, January 4th of 2020 make sure to tune in then we will be back <laughs> 2021 man come on what did i say oh you my said gosh i gotta go to the bathroom so bad <laughs> i'm surprised you lasted this long actually i've got a bladder of <laughs> that steel is, but that is quite even impressive. steel has its breaking point man that is impressive okay. january 4th 2021 first show of the year be here be square <laughs> both and or neither um but uh, there you go. Now, if you want to support the show, you can support the very first show of 2021. And we're going to need it, folks. 2021 is promising to be a crazy year. And if you've appreciated uh, our show in 2020 and you want to keep it going through next year, that's up to you, folks. It's the producers that keep this show going. You can become a producer by heading to patreon.com slash ccnt for Canary Cry News Talk, or you can head to canarycryradio.com slash support. Canarycryradio.com slash support. That's right. Canarycryradio.com slash support. Become a producer um, there. You can also help out the show by sharing the show. Post it on your social media. You got friends. You got family. They're starting to wake up to the fact that the world is not what it seems. Share the show with them. Twenty. They're going to need it in 2021. And uh, that goes a long way to helping the show. You can also leave ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. That goes a very long way to helping us out uh we'll be reading ratings and reviews uh in the next week of shows january 8th or something um so please do that um also yeah that's about it so there you go if you need any more instructions you just walk right up to them you grab them by the cage and then you shake it the end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted i want to shake things up stir up some controversy rattle a few cages don't ever silence me. I'm the last angry man, a crusader for the little guy. Leave the bird alone. Never. Rattle a few cages. Rattle a few cages. The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Ask Noah. That's right, folks. Just ask Noah. Thank you one more time for making 2020 such a wonderful year. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds crazy to say, yeah. but it was really a wonderful year for the show. Uh, we 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 changed it, we updated it, we up leveled it. It's leveled up, and uh, I'm enjoying it very much. And Gons, I know you are too, and I know many many of the listeners are as well. So let's keep it going through 2021. Certainly, we'll need it. Any last words, Gonzo? God bless. Yeah, there you go, everybody. One last time. Remember to be back here January 4th. 
2021. That's a Monday. And uh, there you go. You'll be tuning in to Canary Cry News Talk. But until then, think outside the cage. Should I be a little bit more like uh, energetic for the last one of the year? Sure. Do it. Think outside the cage. Yeah. Some controversy. I want to rattle a few cages. I want to rattle a few cages. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence me. I'm the last angry man. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence me. I'm the last angry man. A crusader for the little guy. Little guy. Little guy. Well, we'll see about that. Whatever, Illuminati. Another fun fact. Fun fact. 
Another fun fact brings me back to my screamo days. started on bidets man bidets man bidets man I'm, I'm, I'm telling you you were living the life man bidets man it's a
In the future, humans will be confined in a people zoo. People, I'll keep you safe and The camera's on Fewer people to be born. It's gotta be biblical.